Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Yeah. Talk to Neil. Call 567-0560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Ten oh two at five sixty WQM. Happy nineteen ninety nine. It's our first show of the new year. Are we excited about this or what? No. Well, we are. Man, so much stuff going on. It's hard to figure out where to start. Let's start with a call. The first call of the new year. We actually have a call here this morning. I wonder what could it be about. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. This is a great year. Uh, so far, so good. Did you hear about that Christian doomsday cult that was in Israel yesterday? Isn't that uh, what a novelty? We got a bunch of religious religious fanatics in Israel. What a novelty! So, yeah, uh-huh. these, are, these are Christians. They, they they want to shoot up the place so they can start Armageddon. That's right. They're going to start Armageddon, and then uh, Jesus is going to come down and get in the middle of the whole thing. And uh, William Boyd is going to be hop along Cassidy with Gabby Hayes. He'll get involved. Yeah, but the news is making like it's just a cult. This is fundamentalist Christianity that believes in this stuff. Right. Because you know, Jesus, Jesus can't. Well, what about the fundamentalist, the Orthodox Jews that are over there uh, fighting with the Orthodox Palestinians? Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's true. They're all nuts. If, uh, They're Je- all crazier in a bed bug. Jesus can't come back. Why can't they just sit down, have a little, uh, share a little Kool Aid and some Jello pudding, and uh, you know, put they, an end to all the suffering? Because in the Bible it says we got to have the war. Jesus can't come back unless we have World I War. I thought III. the first call this morning was going to be about Rick and Suds. I didn't hear about him. What happened? Okay, have a great day. <laughs> oh, come on, Rick. Lighten up a little bit, will you? For crying, he's over there bitching this morning. They're not having any promotion. I'm going to promote the hell out of that goddamn show. That's right. <laughs> come on, one more time. There you go. 
Yeah, Rick and Fred started this morning. Of course, Tom Jick has got a big column here this morning. We'll milk this pretty good. You know, those of you out there, really, we got a lot of very nice people out there. we got some very bright people. But once in a while, I mean, it's kind of scary to me. And I'll say something that on the face of it is so ridiculous. And people, like at the hockey game on Wednesday night, people are coming up to me, several, by the way, intelligent people. Uh, were you pulling our leg about that Ranieri thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, did they really believe that Mike Ranieri is going to be on this radio station in the morning? I see a blimp. <laughs> and the blimp has a flashing sign on the side. The sign says, hi, my name is Neil. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. So is Ranieri going to be on the here? Blimp? No. No, he's not. Tom Jicker writes, Ranieri's still looking for a radio home. I got, oh, God, if I got a lot of stuff to say. We want to hear immediately because I don't want Rick and Suds to feel too bad, especially Suds, okay? Because I, after this whole thing evolved, and I told you last week, you know, Jicker finally writes a column. Thanks to me, by the way, which the first two words in his column are Neil Rogers. And then, of course, uh, Terry Jackson there in the Herald writes a big song that ends about Shows move and Rogers departs as Whammy shifts evenings. Did anybody at Whammy tell us that we were going off? No. No, that's any of our good, close, personal friends who we used to work with over there bother calling and saying, oh, by the way, as of Monday, they're taking a show off? No. Not that I care, because they still got to pay us through uh, the end of May, which is all we care about. In fact, being off of that uh, abortion is like hopping off the Titanic just before it's too late. But it's pretty interesting that they just uh, yanked the thing off of there, and uh, nobody ever bothered to tell us. So this is all, this is all over the goddamn place. But I thought that once uh, we heard that story about how they agreed to do the mornings or they went in and they talked Bolger into doing the mornings on uh, Stupid Talk, that at least they would do it with the assurance that they'd get something, you know? Because that was always the, remember that, the bellyache, the, and, and legitimately so. See, if you want to blame somebody for what's happened to your talk radio in this market, don't blame Buddy Bud Paxson. Don't even blame Queer Channel and David Ross and uh, those people and P Peter Bolger, the assassin. Don't even blame those people. You know who to blame? Uncle Charlie. No, seriously. I'm serious about it. This is no laughing matter, is it? <laughs> Jesus, is this a laughing matter? We're talking about the whole audience out there whose lives have been disrupted. All these good, decent people and Rick in this business who've, uh, you know, had their jobs and their livelihood screwed up. Three letters. The FCC. That's Uncle Charlie. No! No? No. God, are you slow. I know it's only Monday, and it's the first day of the new year. Well, I've been drinking a lot. It begins with C. Okay, here, let me, let me give you a hint. Oh, the cocks. I was going to give you a goddamn Sisters. hint there, and then you, uh, you stepped on my uh, damn thing. Suck my d you stepped on it. The Cox people, that's right. And I know that uh, Bob and Cheryl, I'm sure they're out there listening this morning, and all the other people, uh, Tipper and uh, Gore and all those other damn people over there at Cox, they're listening. Hey, how you doing, guys? But uh, And it's not, you're not blaming them on that level. Blame that little, you mentioned him the other day, Bob Neal, with that little uh, wimpy handshake, that little piece of turd, and Nick Trigoni and the Cox sisters, and all those people up there in Atlanta. They're the ones that pulled the plug on WI. Oh! The, that's right. They're the ones that put it, the, the whole AM uh, radio into the state that it's in right now. And the reason I say that, because, uh, you know, they went on in the morning there, and, and see... They made a lot of moves back then. First of all, yanking Ranieri off of there. And, yeah, Ranieri was old and crusty and whatever he was, but uh, it was like an old, comfortable shoe, which is a nice way of saying, even though the show sucked, they were making money on it, and uh, leave it alone. If it's not broke, don't fix it. See, in this business, the number one motto is, we're going to fix it whether it's broken or not, whether you like it or not. 
and they tried to fix it, and have they ever, ever, ever since then been able to put it back together again? No. It's like a Humpty Dumpty routine. The pieces are scattered, lives are scattered all over the goddamn landscape of this town because of the Cox people. The Cox people were the evil people. Again, we're talking about the people up in Atlanta. They pretended to be our friends, and then little Bob Neal came down here for that goddamn meeting that day. I got better things to do. And here's Buddy Bud Paxson. Meet Buddy Bud Paxson. Oh, my God. That was, in, that was like introducing us to the goddamn Ayatollah. That's what that was like. Meet the Antichrist. Here you go. We're just we're mortgaging all of your lives to the Antichrist. Good luck to you and blow it out your ass, and uh, we don't like you anyway. And that's it. That, that was basically the way they did it, in a very disgusting and uh, nauseating way. And I'm so sick and tired of all these companies. I mean, okay, it's a publicly held company. It's on the stock exchange, which I'm sure Rick tomorrow will be giving those stock numbers. You know, Rick, I hate to break the news to you. I don't want to give you advice because I'm going to promote the hell out of that Rick and Sud show because I'm listening every morning starting this morning. you got one listener. I mean, am I actually listening to Rick and Suds as opposed to what we got on this station? Yes. You bet. And as bad as that show is, well, I shouldn't say that. Should I have said that? Well, I mean, as you know, today was the first day in the morning. Give them a little bit of time. Because my point being that they don't have any more assistance on the morning there. They don't have like a news guy on there like they used to have with Chuck Meyer or a sports person or like anybody. They got that stupid talk, this network thing, which means, uh, you know, the lowest thing that money can buy save as much as we possibly can, and just uh, stick a couple of guys in there with Adam in the other room going, pop, 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 you know, like that, and, and that's a show. So they have no, and of course, Rick was bellyacking again about no promotion. I'm going to promote the Rick and Sud show. How do you like that? Oh! Now, I want you to understand, because I want to make this clear right up front, not at the expense of the worst team. Now, wh why are you laughing about that? No. Huh? Not at the expense no. of the worst team. In other words, the people who listen to the worst team, I'm not suggesting you turn it off, but those of you who listen to this show who don't listen to the worst team, here's an alternative. Rick and Suds are on mornings on Stupid Talk on WINZ 940. Started this morning. They're back in the morning because they had to save their job because they were going to blow them out of there. And Rick said, oh, please, please, can we go back in the morning and maybe the stock market will go up? But as I started to say, Rick, I don't want to give you too much advice. And I know you'll never listen anyway, because that's one thing about Rick Riley. No matter what you would tell him, if you told him it was Tuesday, he'd say, Happy Wednesday, Happy Friday, you know, that kind of thing. But the people who listen to your show don't care about the stock market, okay? They care about maybe the flea market. That's the market they care about. No, seriously, that's the market where you'll see most of the Rick and Sud audience. That's not a put-down, because there's a lot of those people that hang out at the flea market. I want to see all the people on the phone right now who listen to some of the Rick and Shud show this morning, okay? I want to see a show on this phone immediately. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. See if they've got a crowd out there, okay? Because you know there's got, got to be some crossover. You know, people just aren't going to give up the old WI oh! habit just like uh, in a year or two. It's not going to happen. 10 minutes after 10 at 560, WQ. What goes on inside that house with his uh, cheerleading wife reading? I, I don't know if they're reading the newspaper or the scriptures, one or the other. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. So I wonder what Rick is doing at their dining room table as we speak right now. Why is everybody picking on me? Just lighten up, man. There is some heavy-duty crap going on inside of that house. I think we could we could make a soap opera. 
it would make Chester Riley uh, pale into insignificance. I never said that anyway. Yes, you did. Did I? Well, if I did, I forgot. Rick Riley is like some kind of a psychotic uh, axe murderer in that house in his underwear and his newspaper. That's not bad enough. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick Riley. Rick is uh, discussing that right around the uh, dining room table right now with his lovely cheerleading guy. Why is everybody picking on me? Just lighten up, man. Hell yeah! Yeah, leave it to me, baby. I'm the cheerleader for the remnants of AM radio in this market. I'm the only, I'm like the centerpiece, and that ain't much. I'm like an old, craggy centerpiece for what's left of AM radio, which is not too much. That's right. By the way, before we get into it, we got a million calls on there. I want Rick and Suds. I'm sure Suds is listening right now. Rick is too, but he won't admit it. Every line on this board is lit up like a goddamn Hanukkah bush because we got all these crossovers, okay? And now the fact that I'm promoting their show, I would fully expect tomorrow morning all four hours for them to be going on saying, now we don't want it, you know, because they work for a very, very, uh, very tight-fisted and very hard-ass company. But I expect them to be saying, for now, Dr. Laura will be on at 10, but those of you who don't like Dr. Laura, those of you who wouldn't listen to Dr. Laura, you better turn over to 560 to Uncle Neil at 10 o'clock because he's promoting us. That's called tit for tat is what it is. You can't say tat on that station, but nevertheless, you can say. So at any rate, uh, I'm expecting to hear that tomorrow, aren't I? No. I'll be listening anyway. Here's a, uh, before we get to your 50 million calls here with the Rick and Suds back on the air, we're, I, I got an idea. What we'll do is we'll, like, have Phil come on. We'll put him on, like, um, uh, the Haitian station or something in the afternoon. Huh? So, yeah, a little tic-tac-doe. There you go. And we'll put together the old WIOD. It just won't be on the same radio station. There you go. All right. And we'll just cross-promote each other. And we'll find a way to weave our way through all of these radio gun of them here, all these lunatics that think they know something. They're putting all this swill on the air. How about those gators? Huh? Oh, get out of here already, will you? Jesus Christ, get a life. Here's a memo that says, I am very proud to announce the MVPs for WQM, plural, for the month of November. Sam Duque again, and Chris Reed, the nephew who never thought he'd get this esteemed award. However, Sam and Chris have been hard at work on many projects. Yeah, they've been hard on many projects, all right. Besides the regular promotional duties for WQAM, Chris and Sam have done a stellar job at Dolphins Home Game Events, and particularly helping push the Center One campaign along. They are both... Here's the best line of the century. They are both tireless workers who have only the good of the radio station at heart. <laughs> oh. So they're both interested in getting laid. There's nothing wrong with that, but let's be honest about it, okay? That's number one, number two, number three, and maybe number four is the good of the radio station, okay? Like I said, maybe number 20 or 30 after the first 19 uh, blowjobs. Sam and Chris will each receive a $200 bonus for their or, or a WQAM pin. Take the money. For their achievement. Please join me in congratulating Sam Duque and Chris Reed, the WQAM Employees of the Month for November. Oh! How come it's for November and this is January already? I don't understand that. Are we like a, month? a little slow? We're a little, a little slow here, uh -huh. in case you haven't noticed that. And by the way, congratulations. Is it Ralph, is, uh, the board op that did the spot where he talks about lobster termidor? Well, you haven't heard about this? They were, the uh, salespeople were pinging their pants out in the hallway when I went to take a leak. I was Yeah, they were pinging their pants. I figured I'd go down the hall and do it. But at any rate, Lobster Termidor has once again the QAM board op strike terror into the hearts of sponsors oh! from coast to coast. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Yes, Hello. sir. How you doing? Great. Uh, I just want to talk to you about the NBA strike. If you got yeah, okay, great. Here's a, a mobile in uh, Delray. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. 
Yeah, I agree with you with that asshole that's called Rick. You know, he he's just right on everything, no matter what. He's always right, and his son is never wrong. Yeah. You know. Um, did, did you listen? Did you listen this morning, sir? No, I don't listen to his ass in the mornings. Uh, since they took him off from three, I mean, from six until ten. Yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> I listen. I listen to I other. Help. Now, what do you listen to in the morning? Uh, I listen to Hot 105. Oh, get out of here! Okay. See, it's a Cox setup. It's, uh, as soon as I mentioned Cox Broadcasting, the Evil Empire, they're setting up that. That was what's his name, Rodney Baltimore, doing a voice. Couldn't you tell? Oh, it was uh, what's her name? What's Jill Tracy doing a voice? We have two open lines at Bart. I thought that these were all going to be crossover people. I was so euphoric there, not for myself, but for our good, close, personal friend, Suds, and what's his name, too. I was so excited about it. And so far, we are oh! two on these calls. I want to hear crossover. I realized there were no billboards, and you can thank me, by the way, guys. I'll take checks in any amount you want. You can thank me for getting that uh, Tom Jick, who does hate you guys like Poison, especially Rick, for even writing anything about it in small little print. After this, you know, this is the amazing part of it. And, I, you know, Tom has been very nice to me, and I like Tom personally. Don't misunderstand Tom. This is business, not personal. But he's hated Rick Riley from the beginning. He doesn't like him. And I can understand that. Rick is, uh, he's a tough guy to like. He's, you know, he's not a bad guy. He's just a hard guy to like. I can't really put my finger on it, nor do I want to. Maybe it's that beard and that mustache, that kind of, that schmutz on his puss. I don't know what it is about Rick. There's just something about his personality. Now, Suds, everybody likes Suds, right? Everybody except Cheryl, who hated him like poison. But Cheryl hated everybody. What? Why did she hate Suds? Oh, who knows? You know, Cheryl, that's just her thing about being a Jap. You know, she's got to have a problem with everybody. Underneath it all, uh, who knows? So did she hate me, too? No. Oh, I'll tell you who does hate you on the air, though, by the way. I'm glad. Isn't this great how we're getting into this now? Well, it's the new year. I'll give you one guess who hates you on the air. And let me, before you, before you guess, this is a person whose opinion on everyone is not based on their ability, but based on whether they like him. Like Jeff DeFloris, like George Rodriguez, like anybody else. In other words, if they like him and suck up to him, then they're great. If they don't, like those awful hockey shows we used to do, uh, that you had the audacity to talk about all the time, about all the complaints we used to get, then all of a sudden you suck on the ear and the tapes were a lot better and yada yada. I forgot to tell you about that. That's your good friend Rimmer. I could have been that my He's friend Because I, I heard, uh, he, no, he told me he was listening when I was on vacation that last time and he heard those shows you did. They stopped. That's what he said. He said he'd rather hear the tapes. And I said, those tapes? They stunk. That's what I said. We could have hockey shows. He could come in and do the show while you're on vacation. No. No, 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 no. No. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? Yes. But anyway, here's a whole long song and a dance about Ranieri here, Tom Jicka. And Ranieri's not on the air. Ranieri is like a non-factor. He's, he's, I like Mike. Mike's not a bad guy. Mike's, uh, you know, Mike is what he is, okay? We've got that jacket. He's all frilled up in the corner there, you know, like a, like in a ball, you know, like he's in the hibernation stage of life. But Mike's not a bad guy. We had a good time there for about 200 years. It was, uh, everything was going along well, and then he decided to screw it up because there are a bunch of assholes up there in Atlanta. And I wish Mike all the best. I, I wish all the talent the best because, like I told you, I'm the one guy in the, in the world that told you that once this bullcrap started with five companies owning every goddamn radio station in the world, it was going to be horrendous for the audience and even worse for those of us who are stuck working in this business. And some of us, luckily, knock on wood, luckily, some of us, just a few of us, have been very lucky. Oh, God, you have no idea. 
to somehow survive, to, to get out of the wrong places at just the right time. That's, that's been the one thing I've done, is get out of places just in the nick of time, just in the nick of Trigoni. I've gotten out. Thank you, God, for that. So then at the bottom of this long article that Jika writes about uh, Ranieri, and he starts out by saying, Neil Rogers jokes notwithstanding, the New Year's begun the way the old one ended for radio's Mike Ranieri, lots of possibilities, but nothing solid. Rogers has teased his audience several times. Ranieri's about to think about it's just a joke. Is it? It's just a joke. I mean, anybody should know Mike Ranieri ain't going to be on his radio station, although, you know. Huh? And then at the bottom of this lengthy column, he goes on about Rick and Suds back in the morning, like uh, it's kind of an afterthought because uh, Tom, Tom hates Rick. And he goes on, they're going to be on uh, Clear Channel, WYNZ, blah, blah, blah. And then he says it's a dubious move. Rick and Suds have been competing essentially only with WQM's Hank Goldberg, once fired by the same WID program director who let Ranieri go, meaning Boy Gary, for young. Now, that's not a shot back for that lawsuit, is it, Tom? Yes. For young males in afternoon drive. In the morning, which they did previously without remarkable success, they're up against. Now, listen to this. And Rick is right about this. Rick isn't right very often, but Rick Riley is right about this, Tom Chicka. Tom, you little bald-headed bastard, you're a good guy, but listen carefully. And by the way, Rick, you're wrong about one other thing. Tom doesn't like WQN because Neil Rogers is on his station. Tom likes this station because all his gambling buddies are on his station. Uh -huh. That's it's all, Before I came here, he loved this station, and he was doing fill-ins on this station like he still does. And Kaplan, Jeff DeForest, The Humper, those are all uh, Tom's racetrack buddies over at Gulfstream. And by the way, speaking of being wrong, they love Huey Newis, Newis and they lose. That's right. 31,000 people out there at Gulfstream. So it goes to show you, my taste, you know, you like vanilla ice cream, you like Huey Lewis, better you than me. But anyway, he says, um, fired by, for young males in afternoon drive. In the morning, which they previously did without remarkable success, they are up against WQAM, Howard Stern on big, and about a half a dozen Howard Stern imitators. Now, and Rick, well, you know, quoted that thing this morning. I'm driving to work listening, as I will be every day. And uh, he's right. Anybody else, like uh, Castronova, is he a Howard imitator? No. Who else is on in the morning? Y100, do they have anybody on that you call as a Howard imitator? No. Well, what are the uh, Hot 105, they got a Howard imitator on there? No. Uh, give me some uh, a she or a planet, whatever. That is. is there somebody impersonating Howard on that piece of crap? No. So what is this man talking about? Uh, Bob and Tom, are they? Uh, no. Forget it. They're not ten times better than Howard. You just can't hear them in Dayton Broward. But uh, see, again, you're, like Rick said, you're by your Howard Stern, New York, uh, 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 by it, and Howard's doing great. Howard's got big numbers. He's making millions of dollars. There's no denying that. But, uh, you know, you get a little bit tired of every time somebody is on the air doing anything, they're a Howard wannabe, which is a bunch of horse crap. Yes. But at any rate, Tom, hey, you're out, Tom. 26, well, you know, like I said, it's not personal, it's business. I like Tom Jickey. He's been very good to me. But, you know, there's one thing. He's very stupid. 26 after 10 at 560 WQA. And you know what a bad connection to the Internet, <laughs> the internet is like? No, actually, uh, Rick had a great line this morning. Nice going, Rick. He said that Tom Dick is starting to look more and more like Boca Brian every day. <laughs> oh, God. Nice going, Rick. It's Dave in Miami Town at 560 Cigars and Monica's vagina 
She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. All right. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. Damn it. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars report can lead to going blind. Now, Clinton, he was working hard. Late nights in the ovary office, working on a practical joke. I looked up Heine. He took a Mac and noodle, put an exploding load in. Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke. Bill cigars in Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle Every time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind But a cigar in her vagina She don't mind I like it. I like it. Oh, people feel that Hillary's been Made a fool of by her husband Feel that Hillary was wronged up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. Yes. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Boy! Oh, candy and dandy. Yeah, does master it faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a temporillo. And put it in a grill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now. Oh, you know, up until this moment, I never really realized how much I hate James Taylor. Oh! Well, you know, when you come right down to it, I always realize how much I hate James Taylor. And program directors who play his music should be shot on sight. 1033 at 560 WQM. Here's a fact that says I'll take your suggestion and start listening to Rick and Suds tomorrow morning. I don't listen to the worst team, but I used to listen to Rick and Suds back on WIB, oh! and even when they started afternoons again in 1996. However, I stopped. Now, did you read this? However, I stopped listening because I found Rick to be an insufferable bore discussing stocks and what he thinks are serious issues. I don't want to hear Rick talking about anything serious. If he starts again, I'll stop listening again. Signed, Josh, with a last name. So it's signed by a real living and breathing person out there who says it's the flea market, not the stock market, dummy. That's what he's trying to tell you, Rick. Get off that stock crap, okay? By the way, the dollar's up. So at any rate, here's another fact. This is not too long ago you were commenting on the fact that some football players were doing something called the dirty bird. You said it was foolish and made the jocks look like niggers. As a result, you received a number of hostile calls from blacks and whites calling you a racist, ignorant, a jerk, etc., 
I agree 100% with your comments on the dirty bird, and I was completely taken aback by the hostility aimed at you by black callers. You were sticking up for them, but they've been so brainwashed they don't even be realizing it. The attitude pissed me off so much that from now on, as far as I'm concerned, if black Americans and their ignorance want to continue putting on a minstrel show for the white man, then so be it. Oh, i got to play that. What is that thing called? The minstrel... Uh... Pre-minstrel. Pre-minstrel. Today. we got to play that today. The only ones they're hurting are themselves. Screw them. Just live your life and be happy. That's what I'm doing. You're hilarious, Neil. Sign Stephen with a name. There you go. Nice going there, Stephen. Oh! Like I said, they can call it whatever the hell they want. They can call styling or uh, it's a different culture. What it is is a bunch of niggeries bullcrap that just makes uh, people laugh at them and makes people say, oh, my God, look at that, uh, that jive-ass nigger. I'm telling you, that's, that's what people say. And you can be, oh, and by the way, Pat Summerall, is he on the acid again? Yeah. What's his story? Man. Yesterday in the 49ers-Packers game, 100%, very few people are perfect in life, Pat, but he blew every single call in that game. Even, uh, even when the officials blew that call on the fumble by Jerry Rice, he got that wrong. They got it, well, no, they got it wrong, he got it right. How, in other words, no matter what was happening out there, he would tell you the opposite. If it was intercepted, he'd say it was incomplete. It was inter- uh, no matter what he did. And even poor fat John Madden was too concerned about the stone crabs that they kept showing there. He was too worried about filling his fat puss to straighten Pat out. Just unbelievable. Horrendous job, Pat. Here's a lady in Kendall who's been on there for about an hour and a half. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I forgot to listen to Neil. I mean, to Rick and Spud. Oh, my this God. Morning. I still haven't found one person that heard Rick and Spud this morning on the worst day. And I, I was uh, going to. I'm stupid talk. I totally forgot. I'll listen tomorrow. Okay. And I called to thank you for the tickets. They sounded just like Rick and Spud. <laughs> Uh, thank you for the and tickets. Adam. Yeah, for what tickets? Uh, the football tickets, Dolphin um, Buffalo, oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, by the way, did the uh, Dolphins send the officials a thank you note yet? No. Not yet. Not yet. Wow, what a gift that was. Yeah, those are good seats. You, you know, you don't use them, I know that. They are good seats? Yeah. Well, that's good to know, just in case I ever change my mind. And the two next, there was nobody there on the two next to them. Do you know who they are? No. Oh, nobody was there on that. Oh, yes, I do know who those were. Those would probably be Norm Kent's tickets, and he just uh, had an operation, so he wouldn't have been. Oh. Okay, but anyway, I really wanted to thank you. Well, you're welcome. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'll listen to Rick and Suds tomorrow. All right. Okay, bye. Yeah. Oh, I should have asked her, because I hope she's not a first-team listener, because they're going to get really bent out of shape. He's on there promoting another state. No, I'm not promoting anything. All I'm doing is saying that if you don't listen to the worst team, we don't want you listening to us strangers. You know, there's nothing worse than that. Huh? We want you listening to people we feel comfortable with, like dirty old socks. Rick and Spud, they're on 940 on the... No, seriously, I, I, I want to be at least one person who sends a few listeners their way. I just try to send listeners like when Kane came on, even as unctuous of an uh, excuse for a human being as I find him to be, didn't I, uh, you know, send some listeners his way? Uh-huh. To that station, which I can't even... Uh, I don't even know the call letters of. Didn't I send some people over there? Uh-huh. They're probably all gone now, but nevertheless. So that's what I try to do. There's no paranoia on this show. I'm not one of those people that sits around, oh, gee, they might turn on another station, because everybody turns on other stations, unless there's some kind of a moron, like those voicemails we got. Well, I've been listening to WQAM for 120 years, and you got that guy on. Oh, guess what? If you don't like that show between 10 and 2, find something else to listen to between 10 and 2. Or better yet, go out and uh, get in a Parcheesi tournament or something. Find a life. These old fuddy-duddy bastards that sit there. We used to get that at IOD all the time, too, because that station had been on the air for like uh, 600 years. Well, I've been listening to this station since before Bob Green was an infant. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Are they listening to it now? No. Is anybody listening to it now? No. Oh. Are they getting ready to take that tower down? Yes. Boy, like I said, I think maybe the Cox people, they must have known about that, you know? They must have had some inside information on that. No, seriously, on the fact that they were going to give them a permit to build condos there and block off the towers 
and whoever got sucked into owning that station would wind up with uh, that, with nothing. I mean, if you got a, the tower sticking out there in the middle of Biscayne Bay and you're surrounded by condos and the towers are, you're, the signal isn't going to reach anybody, what's the point? You're going to have to shut the thing off the air, right, Rana? Uh-huh. Oh, geez, poor baby. She better go out on the street corner and start uh, taking up petitions again. Right after we get uh, done with those petitions for Tim Horton and Doug McLean, then we'll get Rana out there in the corner taking up more petitions to keep WIOD on here. Anybody interested? No. 21 before 11 at 5. And by the way, were there any Anglos? I hate to use that term. Were there any Anglos at that bush fest that they had in Miami over the weekend? No. Did you, did you see that on the news? No. They had 40-some-odd uh, thousand people out there. And I don't think, was there one word of English spoken there? No. No. There was one dark-complected singer. She got up there that they showed her that clip for a few seconds. She was uh, singing in bubonics or something. But was there, like, one white Anglo-Saxon Protestant or Jewish or, uh, like, a non-Hispanic? No. No. So nice going there, Jepster. Of course, he's got a Mexican wife, so what do you expect? Neil Rogers. Ah. I know someone that can do a sandwich or two. Take off that skinny chick, the skinniest chick I know. Your future's bleak, that heroin chic, you got to lay off the blow. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, we want to know what's the deal. The clothes are trap when you're in rehab, you're worse than Ally McBeal. Yeah, trying to do oh, one right. birthday? I didn't know it was that It's short. a short bit, it's real short, it's about like that. He's um, a diamond necklace. I think they were diamonds anyway. Yeah. And uh, at the party, he pulled them out of his butt and gave them to her. He pulled them out of his rectum. Wow. That's love. Yeah, that really is love. That's tough love. Well, hey, maybe she's into anal love beads. Who knows? 1043 at 560 WQM. I've got some big news, boys and girls. Bigger than that bald-headed Tom Jicker wrote in the paper. Bigger than Terry Jackson wrote about the demise of a whammy and the whole goddamn operation over there. This is unbelievable. Are you listening, Buddy Nevins? No. Right now, are you no, listening? No, no. Our center one total, here it is, we've tabulated, we've checked it twice to make sure who's been naughty and nice, and they said it couldn't be done. We've broken, we've smashed all the records on this make-believe radio station. Thanks, Sam and Chris, by the way, and don't spend it all in one place for your help. Center one total, are you ready for this? I think this deserves, this deserves, there we go. We don't have that fanfare for missing stuff. We do have that. Center one total for 1998. $155,843. That, that is astonishing. Even I, even an old fart like me, is just ready to uh, fall right off the chair from seeing that number. $155,843. And you know, if we wouldn't have run out of so much in part one, we'd have probably done uh, 175 Easy. Uh. Unbelievable. And you know, the interesting thing, you look on here and look at it again. Look at it again. Two weeks in a row. Oh, wait, no, that can't be right. Can that possibly be right? I don't understand. I don't understand that. Or well, maybe that's a cumulative total. Well, whatever the hell it is. Boynton Beach and Boca did fantastic. They did stellar. Coconut Grove did squat. In fact, they went in there and they took uh, all the merchandise out of the Grove store and put it in the other places where we were selling it and took it out to the uh, QAM van so we could raise some money with it because the Grove was doing the big oh! nothing. zippity doo Maybe that's one of the reasons we never hear from anybody in the Grove is because they're all too busy either doing each other or uh, shooting each other across the railroad tracks or whatever's going on in the Grove. They sure got nothing to do with this show. 
But uh, even in spite of that, even overcoming the obstacle of those assholes who live in the Grove, we still did 156000 give or take a few bucks one way or the other. Nice going, Neil. Oh! Thank you. Okay, it's a quarter to 11. We're still looking for our first people or person or anybody that heard Rick and Suds this morning. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on a mobile one line. They had a couple of calls while I was listening in that 40-minute period. A couple of brief calls there. No kidding. All yeah. wrong, huh? Yeah, they did. Okay, let's go to uh, Hollywood. Hello. Neil, you got your first one. Here's a Rick and Suds listener this morning. Oh. Absolutely. All right. Rick and Suds are the best. If you could only no, put Phil on it. Don't, don't, don't say that. That's so gratuitous. You don't really believe Rick and Suds are the best, do you? Well, you're the best. No, I mean, forgetting about me, that's a given. I love Rick and Suds. I've Good. listened to Rick like and I said, Suds they're for the best. years. Oh. I love them. That's right. If you could only put Phil on after you in the afternoon. Then like we'd have it licked, God damn it. Oh, right. damn it. That would be the best. Yeah. Happy New Year, Neil. And thanks a lot. Okay. Okay, Rick and Suds are both squeezing themselves, maybe each other right now, because uh, you just called. That's good. That's a good sign. I want to see everybody do well. I don't want to see the first team out on the street, do I? Yes. Oh, come on. That's Joe Rose. He's not a bad guy. And the defo with the cornball lines. Now, those two guys, I wish them nothing but the best as far as the other one. Oh, boy. You know what I'm talking about? I, I just can't deal with that. I, just, I can't. I can't. I mean, this is the beginning of our second year. The first year, I never said one word. Did I about that morning? Uh-huh. No. About Geldy? Did I ever say anything? Uh-huh. No. About that torpy-sounding, ass-sucking voice and that, uh... How about those Panthers, by the way? Oh! oh and uh, speaking of that. Speaking of that. Got a new topic for you, boys and girls. It's called Hockey Babies. You think that those people with the fertility drugs are reproducing like rabbits. Nobody's reproducing like the people who sit in front of me at the Panther games. They're spitting out babies like, I don't know where, the, you know what I think? I think because I know they heard my show last week when I bitched about the fact that they keep holding little kids up in the air and they're talking to all their friends and they are blocking my view and I can't see the goddamn game. I know that because they told me they heard it and they tried to make like a joke out of it. Did it have any impact on them? No. Because not only do they have their two little bratty kids, I think what they're doing now is they drive around the neighborhood Hey, anybody want to uh, let us take your kids to the game? Yeah, they're bringing other people's kids to the game. I mean, she can't be spitting them out that fast, can she? No. There were like four kids. There's grandpa and grandma, mommy and daddy, and now there's four kids. So keep this in mind. That makes eight. Last time I checked, eight people in four seats. And since that gets kind of cumbersome, now Grandpa, he starts sitting in other people's seats in the row in front of him and then blocking off people's way, and they try to get in. And, of course, this all creates a situation where everybody is standing up in front of me and blocking off the view while the game is going on, keep in mind. See, now Grandpa, who I understand, because I heard some stories on you people, okay? I know the inside from your little group of people there. I know the story behind the story. Grandpa used to be one of those people back in the first couple of years at the old arena, he used to be very vocal and scream at people who'd get up or do anything while the game was on. He used to be one of those people who would scream, Hey, sit down, you asshole, the game is on. But once he got his grandchildren all of a sudden and they started schlepping them along to the game, does Grandpa pay any attention to the game at all? No. Maybe once in a while he'll yell, Hey, what do you call that? You know, and, and that's basically it. Because he's too busy bouncing baby up and down and holding the kids up in the air in front of my puss. So you're out of the closet, okay, Grandpa? And I'm just here to tell you that what I think we're going to have to do is have a goddamn nursery in the arena, in the Mac Arena. It's out of control. Too many people bringing their punky little kids, and which distracts. I mean, at that point, nobody is paying any attention to the game. The only thing they do is when they start slinging the T-shots up in the crowd, the, the, the T-shirts, the uh, Jello shots, then they start getting all excited and jumping up and down. But other than that, they're just an impediment to people who really want to enjoy the game, all two or three hundred of us who don't think Peter Wells is a great player. 
Oh yeah, that's another thing. Every time, every time that big Schwarzer touches the puck, their crowd just—I mean, you would think that they were giving away thousand-dollar bills are falling from the sky, and it stops like like that immediately because, of course, as soon as he touches it, somebody poke takes him and he loses the. But he's only got it for like two seconds, or else he makes a bad pass. And now the other team's going the other way, so it, it's not an enthusiasm that lasts very long. But this crowd is so obsessed. I'm not sure. Let's take a poll today. That's our poll question. Who do you like better? Which one do you like better? Vanilla ice cream, Peter Worrell, or Huey Lewis in the news? Which of those? No, seriously, that's a good poll question for this show. Which is your favorite among those three, okay? God, are these people something. You can't complain about their taste because basically they haven't got any. But anyway, the baby factory must stop, okay? And uh, we got, let's see, a week from a Wednesday, January 13th is the next home game. Guess who's going to be here on the 13th to play the Panthers? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I, listen, I take my hockey pretty seriously. But when the Maple Leafs are here on Wednesday the 13th, I'm going to tell you right now, if, the, if I should be that unfortunate that I have these particular people in front of me for that game, I'm going to tell you right now, you better have those kids on the ground, not uh, like on the floor. Or there's going to be some real problems at the uh, not-so-okay ranch. I mean, I'm talking about people that just have no consideration whatsoever. And like I've said before, if they show up like late, they leave early, they're running around for food, they're running back and forth. Are they paying any, the slightest attention to the game? No. Why are they there? Please, somebody, I am begging you, tell me, why are they there? Is anybody capable of doing that? No. Here's a mobile in uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, you're so smoking this morning. Yes, sir, I'm smoking it. Hey, I was I'm smoking the good stuff. I listened to Rick and Suds this morning. All right. Suds oh. was great. He even had a real funny joke, and I'm going to repeat that at the Seminoles uh, party tonight. Yeah. Well, that yeah. makes us feel like duty. Yeah. Yeah, he was just terrific. And, you know, the fact that they don't come on uh, up north here until 730 in the morning is no problem. Well, you what know? do you mean they don't come on up north till 730? You can't pick them up. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's that. I heard them talking about that. It's that awful INZ signal. Before uh, sunrise and after sundown, which at this time of the year uh, cuts them way down. But it's great. You listen to Bob and Tom from six to seven thirty. Right. Then Rick and Suds uh, until ten o'clock, and then Neil till ten o'clock. Right. And then by that time, uh, it's enough radio. Yeah, already. that time you need to uh, go smoke a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Congratulations on whatever it is, huh? There's a guy that listened to Rick and Suds this morning. Well, I can't help it if you don't like it. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. It's a great day for... See, those of us, the survivors, we're going to survive in spite of the Peter Bolgers of the world, in spite of the Bob Neals of the world, in spite of Buddy Bud Paxson, in spite of all of these people, Rana and the Big Bad Wolf. We're going to survive in spite of all of you people out there. We're still going to fumble our way along and eke out a goddamn living, okay? We're the goddamn radio survivors. There's the radio assassin, and there's the radio survivors. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hello, Neil. How are you? Great. Happy New Year to you. It's good to... I like, uh, I like your show very much. And yes, I, I do. what you said, listening around on the dial. And uh, to be quite frank, there's nothing going on. Uh, speaking of... Yeah. Have you seen the letters to the editor today? The crazy people in there again, uh, and uh, it's about spiritual mapping. And uh, you don't, you better not give out your address because these crazy people, they uh, they're saying bad prayers. Don't give out your yeah, address. Yeah, that's right. They're, well, they then they doesn't make any difference with the address or not. They just do a long distance voodoo chant. Unbelievable. Those people don't live in the real world. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Have a great New Year. No. Right. 
$155,843. Is a Buddy Nevin going to congratulate us for that? No. And by the way, uh, I gave some of that myself. Does he care about that? No. No, I just extracted that from my listeners' pockets. Unlike, unlike Big Good Daddy Wayne. See, well, I hate to break the news to Buddy Nevin, but the entertainment that I give four hours a day on this show, it's free for the audience. I don't extract one penny from anybody out there to listen to the show. You listen or you don't listen as much or as little as you want. It's free. Does Wayne provide any entertainment for free? No. Is Wayne bilking every dime that he can out of the public in this town with his garbage business and his goddamn sports franchises? Yeah. Okay, there you go. You're a little twerp, buddy, Nevins. You're not fooling anybody, okay? You little butt-sucking twerp. Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, this show is so great. Just have full of wit, spirit, you know, and spunk, and mm-hmm. congratulations on that. 180,000, that's beautiful. Oh, you're uh, 250,000, yeah. You're a good man. 420,000. The show, it's the greatest. 6 million. It's the greatest. 422. Okay, listen, have another one and call us uh, next year. Call us, uh, oh, she's the Y2K problem, by the way. We have an open line of date. She's always incoherent by this time. It's almost 11 o'clock. You know what I'm talking about? 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Where will we be going next? Don't forget, we got the Mad Dog Mandich coming yeah. up for a Hank to this afternoon, 2 to 6 from Shula's. And then at 6 o'clock, Hey, listen, to show you how sports-intensive this goddamn station is, we got the Fiesta Bowl at 820 tonight, FSU in Tennessee. However, we have a two-hour and 20-minute pregame show for a college bowl game. All right! How do you like that? Can you imagine how many spots they're going to squeeze in those uh, two hours and 20 minutes? Yes. Boy, is that going to be something, huh? Here's Hialeah. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Mr. Chronic over here. As far as oh, the, God. As far as Rick and Suds are concerned. Oh, yes. They're the most boring show. Okay, good. Okay, we have an open line in date, 5670560 in pound. I mean, if you don't like Rick and Sons, that's okay, but in his case, it's not okay, is it? No. No. What was that? No. No. Thank you for the added little uh, impetus. 5670560, see, you're, you have no credibility. You're chronic. Nobody wants to talk to you. You're like Andy from Hollywood. You're like lost out there in space. You're one of those people, even Dickie Farkle wouldn't talk to you. That, even, even what's her name? Even the babbling one in the afternoon over there wouldn't talk to you. That's how desperate uh, you are for attention. So get lost. Start picking on my good personal buddies, Rick and Suds. That really frosts my ass a little bit. No, seriously, I'm euphoric over the fact that now it's been a year. A year and now one day into the new year, and I finally, after one year, have discovered something I can listen to that I can pick up on my radio on the way to work in the morning. You know, I mean, you can only hear uh, the Backstreet Boys' new album ain't coming out until later on this month. You can only hear the same six songs the first five million times, and that's even they start getting a little bit old, just like Nick's starting to get a little bit on the uh, chunky side. Oh, speaking of chunky side, how's uh, what's his name doing today, huh? Reggie. Oh, of course you wouldn't know about that. Yeah, how's Reggie doing with his Campbell soup? They've been losing yesterday. Going to see him anytime soon? No. Oh, maybe God, like Imus said this morning. I was actually watching Imus this morning. Boy, I must be in a good mood. He doesn't look a day over 200, you know? And it's interesting, but the, the good lines on that show, he never comes up with a good line. The sports guy had some good lines this morning. He was funny. And I must just sits there and just repeats the obvious. Like, well, who's playing tonight? And Florida team He In fact, I must really should have been a ventriloquist. He doesn't even move his lips when he speaks. Have you noticed that? I don't think he's got the energy to move his lips. He just sits there kind of like hunched over like this with that leather jacket on him. Who's playing the game? Florida team playing tonight? And they love him, man. They love him. He's a cult happening in New York. For what was that? Did you hear that? Wasn't that you popping? I did. I wasn't saying anything. How can you pop without saying I anything? I just hung up on uh, the drunken lady. Oh, that was the drunken lady again. <laughs> oh, there's that sound again. 
Hey, you've just taken a lot of pictures. The kids opening their presents, the family gathering for dinner, maybe even one of Santa sneaking in through the chimney right after enough of uh, those tot toddies. These are precious memories you want to cherish forever. So why would you even think about taking them to a, uh, the film to a drugstore or supermarket? You have to be nuts. Don't your memories deserve the best film developing in town? Yes. Don't your memories deserve Wolf Camera? Yes. At Wolf Camera, your photography is their only business. Wolf's Photo Lab associates are highly trained to ensure that your pictures are the best they can be. Lots of places use Kodak paper, but at Wolf they use Kodak Royal paper, the best photographic paper that money can buy, and it's not available at most drugstores or supermarkets. And since every Wolf store has got their own one-hour lab, your film never even leaves the store. Who knows where the drugstores and supermarkets can uh, take your film off to be developed? God only knows, and even he's wondering. So for all your holiday memories, in fact, for all your memories all the time, take your film where I take mine. The photo experts at Wolf Camera have a wonderful new year from everybody at Wolf, the photo experts in South Florida. In fact, their expertise, it's always free. To find a Wolf location nearest by you, call them toll-free. It's one 644 wolf where do you find Jim Mandich? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Neil Rogers got are you ready for the hottest on-the-edge toilet tissue to ever hit your ass? Then you're ready for XTP, Extreme Toilet Paper. This ain't your typical two-ply. It's heavy duty to handle the heaviest duty you can throw at it. We're talking supercharged, turbo-ply, corrugated cardboard with an attitude. We're talking the Enterprise, circling your aim and wiping out the Klingon. We're talking over-the-top and up your butt. Can you handle it? XTP. It's not just tissue. It's an utterly gnarly, rad, tubular way to take care of business that'll leave you gripping the edge of your toilet seat. Extreme toilet paper. When you want to do more than just wipe, you want to wipe out. It's 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. Happy New Year to you. First show of the new year. Now, whatever happened to that uh, that good Christian lady? Remember, she told me that I was going to be off by the end of the year. She must have been talking about the TV show. Oh! There you go. Maybe that's, Maybe she was psychic. Terry Jackson writes in the Unctuous Miami Herald, Shows shift. Rogers departs as Whammy goes to evenings. The new schedule begins today, and the most noticeable absence is Neil at Night, a video version of Shock Radio host Neil Rogers' midday call-in program on WQAM 560 AM. The TV program has been canceled after a contentious run in which Rogers publicly heaped scorn on the station for its handling of his show. Oh! Deservedly so, by the way. I mean, the show was in, the, that whole station has been in reruns for like two months. Have we heard one word from any of those good friends of ours over there in that two months? No. After Fat Joe came in for a free meal that one day? No. No, that's it. That was the beginning and end of all that. Our good, close, personal friend Rob Kaplan, did he ever even bother calling us to tell us, oh, by the way, January 4th is the day they're pulling the show off? No. No. You know, that's how that whole deal went. They're out there, uh, you know, making a living. I understand that. I mean, talk about Bush League. That, that station fits in this town just like a proctologist's rubber finger fits in your rectum. Just perfect, man. It's a perfect fit. Whammy. Fits in here. It's, it's ideal for this town. It's as Bush League as it gets. You can't find a better Bush than that, except those 43,000 people downtown who were like uh, yelling, Bush, Bush, all weekend long because they were getting free booze or whatever they're getting over there. Man. I mean, all you needed. Where, where's the front page? Here it is. Fiesta for Jeb Bush. And you look at that picture on the front page. Is there one person in there who is not a banana boat person? No. No. Every single... Here's what is what, here's a girl taking a picture, photo opportunity. Araceli's Arancibia. Well, what kind of a name is that? Arancibia? 
Well, just George just killed another ant. Oh! All right. So if that if the exterminators listening, thanks for the free job, but not so good of a job, have I? Well, speaking of exterminators, by the way, how's your good friend? And I, I emphasize, think he fell off the earth. Huh? I think he's back in Costa Rica. Maybe he went back to Costa Rica for some of those young girls. Too much comedy with those young girls, you know what I'm saying, Phil? Maybe Have he it. ran off with the lawn guy. Well, I can't get to return my calls either. Who's Scott? Yeah. Scott did a nice job in my, by my place. Planted those pansies or whatever those damn things are. See, Scott takes care of me. You're, you'll come uh, you know, down the road. Like in about the end of May when it starts getting 90 out there and whatever he plants dies right away. That's when he'll come by and uh, give you an offer you can't refuse. So the whammy thing is over. Thank God, man. Maybe now I can go to Publix without being accosted by all these uh, people out there. Oh, Neil, we watch your show. Yeah, great. I don't, I don't do a TV show. I do a radio show. This is where all my money comes from, okay? We don't care about that goddamn stupid TV show. No. On that awful, uh, godforsaken thing. And then the best part of it is they were running reruns for months, and I was talking about stuff that happened ages ago. I mean, talk about even more outdated than those best-of tapes we used to play on my vacations here on the radio. And uh, I, like, I come at the hockey game one night, and the usher says to me, oh, you're going to be able to leave in time to get back to do the show? Meaning to get back to, like he thinks I'm, I said, no, those are on tape. Oh, oh, they're on tape. You know what I'm talking about, how Joe DiMaggio just hit his, uh, in his 56th consecutive game or something like that, stuff that's a little bit dated? Oh, that's a tape? Oh, I didn't know that. See, they're too busy watching the Yarmulke because it's on television. They don't have any idea what I'm talking about, which was the problem right from the beginning. All those great visuals that were put in there, you know, it was a real, real success. <laughs> Here's a sunrise. Hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy Monday. I just wanted to uh, start off by saying um, Happy New Year and congratulations on your uh, anniversary from last week. Thank you. And um, I listened to um, my friends Rick and Sud there um, this morning. Start licking. Yeah. <clears throat> It, uh, you sound uh, bummed out about it, though. You don't sound too excited. Well, since they turned it on, you know, I got, you know, the uh, stock report and everything. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody it's, please tell Rick they care about the flea market, not the stock market. Yeah, you know, to me, you know, AM radio has just gone to hell. You know, it's, it was great, you know, when Rick and Suds and, uh, and you and, uh, Phil Henry, and yeah. Phil Henry were on. Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and to top that off, uh, last week I also got to listen to uh, Brooke. Oh. And uh, oh, and I wonder. I knew there had to be a reason that you sounded so depressed. <laughs> she is enough to make any uh, self-respecting human being commit the uh, Harry Carey immediately. Well, about the only message I have for cow. her is. Uh, In fact, every Brooke, time I see Brooke, I think, "Holy cow!" But anyway. Brooke, keep away keep away from the microphone. You big mf. Right. Well, well said. Thank you, sir. Right, bye. There you go. They hate Brooke Daniels like poison. <laughs> she's a real jappy, obnoxious New York-sounding uh, thing, and uh, she's abroad. Yeah, that's right, Pete. You've got a real eye for talent, Mr. Bolger. You wouldn't spot a talent if they, if they spotted your... Rectum. Man, she's abroad. Yeah, he ran into her entire kingdom. Want a job? Oh, okay. Well, isn't that what they sell at Tire Kingdom? Retreads? No, that's bad. That was really bad. Is Tire Kingdom a sponsor on this station? Well, if not, then... Uh, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. In fact, Jika had a good shot at uh, the Queer Channel people, talking about some of the uh, talent or no talents that they put on the air and back and forth and on and off, like Greg oh! and Mike Church, he's gone. Who else did they can? Mike Church got canned. Oh, and uh, Kevin Courtney got canned. 
Remember that time they put him on the weekends and Iodini started gratuitously ripping me? See, that's one thing that people, when they put him on for the first time in this market, whether they're from in town or out of town, they feel that either they will copy me and suck my ass on the ear or they'll rip me an ass. But somehow, if their act is centered around Neil, that somehow they'll uh, succeed. Does it ever work? No. In other words, have your own act. Like Phil Henry came in, he had his own act. It had nothing to do with me, and uh, miraculously, uh, everybody loved Phil Henry. Here's Miami. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, sir. Lobster, turd, and more. Um, that's, that's, that's on the menu. Lobster, turd, and more. That's what it says. Rick Daniels is stealing everybody's drop. Rick was... <laughs> yeah, I heard Rick bitching about the fact she stole a fanfare. Next, she's going to be stealing <laughs> other drop-ins of theirs. But she steal, you've heard she steals your, no, your Cuban no. Cuban? I don't have a Cuban one. I got Larry King. No, that one. She's stealing Larry King. Well, see, the stuff is still on the computer over there, so she's so shameless, she's still using our stuff over there. No. That would be like my using Rick and said, uh, laugh, you know. Shameless, Brooke, you crazy bitch. Yeah, no, Rick was complaining big time. I just wanted to now wait. You, now, you listen this morning? I listened. I listened. All right. And, uh, no, they were a little slow. I think they're slow out of the gate, but I think um, I think they'll be fine. Howard's got 20-minute commercial breaks, so right. uh, there's plenty to... Exactly. I mean, uh, even if you only listen during the commercial breaks, that's 18 or 20 minutes they can pick up every uh, half hour. Okay, and have a, a great one, whatever you said. Yeah, they're a little uh, slow, and of course, I think they're also in shock over the fact they almost lost their job, and Rick had to go in there and beg to uh, be put on in the morning again, which I know they don't like getting up in the mornings, but, you know, it's a survival thing. you got to survive. you got to eat. you got to feed your family, Okay. That's what it's all about, and Ranieri is absolutely right. He says a couple of, uh, where the hell is that line in there? A couple of people own all the stations. They can put you out of business anytime they want, is what Ranieri said, along with Ooga Booga. That's what he says, and you're right. Right on target, Mikey. When the Cox people dumped on Mike Ranieri, that's when they dumped on the whole station, and they wound up dumping on themselves. They took a, a big dump right in their own pants. The corporate pants took a gigantic <laughs> crap, is what they did. And at the same time, uh, you know, left a little out there for the whole audience to enjoy, too. You could smell the aroma. All you had to do was roll up your window on that day, and you could smell the aroma, especially the way they did it. Bob Green calls me in there this morning. On that morning, it was a Friday morning. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Well, we've decided to make a change. We're going to let Mike go, you know. Calls me in. Of course, I can't say anything. And I go in there, and I watch the end of the Ranieri show. And he gets up and gets his bottle and his uh, thermos and skulks out of there. And just as he's leaving, oh, well, uh, Bob Green would like to see okay? And that's it. They give him the news they're going to pay him off for the next year and a half or whatever. In fact, you remember he had just signed he had just signed a new deal for another year or something like that to show you what geniuses they are over there. And they wonder why they couldn't make any money with that station. They had just signed him to a new deal like two months before. Well, we're going to pay you off, Mike. Go home and go play golf and go fishing and have a good time. And I saw him skulk out of there. I could see him walk down the hallway through the glass windows there. I could see him skulk out of that building with that, you know, look on his puss. Like, what the hell did I just do? Did I do a real bad, smelly one or something? And did they even let him come and say goodbye to the audience? No. After, after 17 years doing mornings on that radio station, 17 years of today in history and the almanac and Ooga Booga and the birthday list, did they let him say goodbye to the audience? No. That's the way this business usually works, okay? You come in, you get up four in the morning, you take a hit out of your vodka bottle, and you go in there and try to do the best goddamn job you can. And is there any gratitude at all? No. Don't even let them say goodbye. And, of course, I'm sitting there holding the bag like, uh, you know, what do I do now? Squeezing the old bag. Oh, by the way, squeezing the uh, bag, speaking of that, what did I do with that story about the, uh, the gay gourmet? Here it is. 
The price tag for settling sexual abuse charges against Jeff Smith, public television's fruity, a frugal gourmet, was more than $5 million, according to court's documents. How do you like that? Five big ones. Oh, my God. That's what he said he had, five big ones. The uh, terms of the settlement, which were not disclosed at the time it was reached in July, were confirmed by Ed Winskill, Smith's attorney, according to the Oregonian newspaper in Portland. Smith agreed to the settlement just before a civil trial was to begin in July, in which seven men accused Smith of sexually molesting them. Most of the men were teenage employees from uh, 1973 to 1981. The settlement included no apology or admission of wrongdoing from Smith. But when there's five million bucks involved, I'm sure they all said, we'll take the money, thank you, and the apology can wait. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. Astonishing piece of radio news. Queer Channel Broadcasting, the same ones that have screwed up uh, IOD and INZ, you, you name it. They've owned, uh, what, 600 stations in this market alone and in Palm Beach County. They have they got an FM up there in uh, Palm Beach County. I don't know which one it is. They are simulcasting 
Gloves 94 on that station. Oh, my God. See what I'm talking about? So goddamn cheap. And they don't care about ratings. All they care about is if they own 48,000 stations in a market, that if they have like a, you know, a .5 on each one of them, it adds up to something and they have enough cum that they can sell, you know. And they can, make, they can squeeze some money. In other words, do it as cheaply as possible. Squeeze some money out, which is basically why you got almost all syndicated programming on there. The only, the only live shows left on stupid talk in this market is Rick and Putt in the morning there, and then in the <laughs> afternoon, which that, that shouldn't even count. So like I said, they're the only real live show on there, and everything else is syndicated. they got Tom Don't Like Us on there, and that bitch Dr. Laura, and Fat Ass who went out with the knickers and the high-button shoes. Nice job over there, Juana, and I realize she's got to keep her job, too. You know, she and Mike got to pay for the motorcycle and all the other good crap. Uh, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, what kind of a whore industry is this? We were always prostitutes before, but now, now we're getting right in the same league. There is uh, Kevin Brown. We got to have a goddamn red light flashing out in front there, not just a red light that says, uh, you know, we're on the air. We're a bunch, this is a whorehouse business is what it is. Who said that? Wasn't that his name? Nelson said that in the network. He doesn't fancy himself as president of a whorehouse network. Sit down, Nelson. Your, uh, your uh, outrage will be duly noted at tomorrow's whatever or not. Remember that? When they were having lunch there at that fancy schmancy hotel, which I'm sure they couldn't afford the bill at UBS. What is he talking about? Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How you doing? Great. Happy New Year. And the same to you, sir. Hey, on your poll question, I'll take Neil's Huey Lewis. Neil's just like Lewis. 98. <laughs> I'll take Huey Lewis on your poll question. Okay. Uh, he must have been a big success over there at Gulfstream. 31,000 yeah. people. They were packing him this weekend. I, I couldn't believe it when I looked in the paper. Shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, man. Peter Orwell, I'm telling you, the people just don't understand. This guy can't skate. He can't uh, handle the puck. He can't shoot. But I don't know the York, He's great. I don't understand why they got him up there when they can get somebody else up that can contribute. Oh, and then the paper this morning says we're interested in Pavel Bory, but we might yeah. have to give up Robbie Niedermar and Ed Jovanovsky. I say oh, if there's boy. any chance, I say put them both on a bus immediately and get number 10 down here, like, right away. Oh, absolutely. It'll At least we happen. got Ty Domi, uh, and at least he can hit, he can shoot, he can yeah, uh, he's got get like on 11 edge. or 12 points. He's yeah. got four goals, seven assists. He's a real hockey player. He's not just a goon that goes out there that can't skate, right? Absolutely. As far as the kids, I was looking at your section uh, Friday, uh, New Year's, and I see that uh, big family there. I say I don't think they should be allowing these kids in the seat with their parents. They got they got four seats, and they have eight people, eight human beings sitting in four seats. What kind of crap is that? And then they're hold, holding the babies up in the air and potsking around with them and in and out to take them to the toilet, whatever they're doing. I'm going to tell you something. These people, this family, mommy and daddy and grandma and grandpa and their 25 little kids that they got, they have destroyed whatever enjoyment I might have of hockey at the, the Macarena. I agree with you. I, I can overlook gotta... the escalator being broken again. I can overlook the fact you can never see the red light come on it uh, from where we sit on the uh, two twice. Then. I mean, I don't like those things, but I can live with it. But I can't live with having inconsiderate people standing up in front of me and holding up little kids and knowing that I'm pissed off about it, and they still don't care. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're stupid. They don't know nothing about the game. Because they sit in this little me. fraternity group of theirs with people that are just there to socialize and schmooze, and if you ha might happen to be interested in the game, well, that's your problem, mister. I'm not renewing my tickets unless I get by the back wall because I got a kid that kicks me in the back of the head. Isn't that pain. great? I, I love and, it. And before before the uh, uh, Carolina game, somebody came over to me and was carrying on. I mean, psychotically about how horrible because he lives in Palm Beach County in Boca, I guess. 
yeah. how impossible it is to get out of there with a parking situation after the game, unless you have preferred parking, which thank God I do. He said it, it's a, he has to leave every game early, no matter what the score is, not because he wants to leave it, because getting out and getting out of the sawgrass is virtually impossible. Oh, well, we figured it out. We bypass all the idiots that are telling us where to park, and we go all the way over to the right when we come in at sunrise. Yeah. And then when we come out of there, we're just right close to that express there, and out we go. Good for you. Perfect. Okay. See you on the 13th. Go leave. Okay. See you around, eh? I'm in. Spare some change, mister? We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Everything that Mitch Lewis said before he left here the other day was right. By the way, do you think I was a little uh, tough on Mitch? Oh, seriously, he's a good guy. We like Mitch Lewis, don't we? Uh -huh. Yes, but he blew up like a goddamn somebody. Stuck a bicycle pump in his, and he wrecked him. And he got on the scale here. He was 272. Now, grant you, he's 6'1", or whatever the hell it is, but 272. And when your face starts getting fat and you've shaved all your hair off to, like, accentuate the fatness. He used to be very svelte. Yeah, he was never, I mean, he, you know, like all of us, he's had his ups and downs, but he was never like a tub. And now he's getting to be a tub, and you worry about guys getting into middle age who start getting to be tubby, especially Jews like Mitch Lewis. Oh, you, already, you know, our numbers are dwindling rapidly because all the Jews are marrying Goyim. We can't afford to have another Jew take uh, another hit. You know what I'm saying? Oi! Oh, we just took another hit. Okay, let's go to uh, Sunrise. Hello. Good morning and Happy New Year, Neil. And back to you, sir. Thank Come you. on. I did listen to Rick and Suds. Ah, here's time. another Rick and Suds listener. They're coming out of the woodwork. Oh! Well, you know what? They're only coming out of Sunrise, though, it seems, in Broward. Well, that's probably it? the only place they can pick them up in Broward. <laughs> well, you know what? They're well, lousy terrible. first thing in the morning. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> and then when they switch the... Uh, the power? Oh, you're talking about the better. power. I thought you meant the show the way you said that. <laughs> no. God. No. And you know what? You're right. They are starting out slow. They usually do. Go ahead. They switch time slots. Yeah. And Well, don't forget, the, the just the culture shock of getting up for the first time in years at 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever. That, I mean, that. believe me, I did that year on Zeta in the morning. I would never do it again under any circumstances. Uh -huh. I've done it myself. It's ridiculous. And uh, also, I've noticed the last, I guess, about four months, have you noticed that Suds have has started to chime in more? Uh -huh. Taking a more active Thank part God. in the show. Well, I did. I did hear a few funny lines. Rick had one or two, but most of the stuff that I found amusing was Suds as usual. You know, he doesn't say much, but when he does say something, it's usually uh, somewhat amusing. And he says a lot more lately Good. than he has in the past. Well, he's going to have to because they have no help in there. I mean, I I, I really believe to show you how naive I am and knowing how cheap Clear Channel is. I really thought that when Rick made that deal to go do the mornings again, that he wouldn't go in there naked, you know, just him and Suds and Adam with right. nothing. Yeah. And then I noticed they got that broad, that traffic service, and she the, the spot break ends, and she comes, uh, super top, mm -hmm. super, super, super top. Yeah, she must have tried this six times to, like, uh, figure out when they were, like, rejoining. I mean, talk about embarrassing. And then she talks about the, the guy that drove through Wayne Arnold's on the corner of 441. Did you notice that? How come they didn't pick up on that, that it was Wayne Arnold's? It's the only royal castle left in the world. Right. I don't know. I don't know. They just bounced. We didn't even know Wayne had a drive-thru. Neither did he until this morning. <laughs> right. Nice right, going there, right. Wayne. Oh! I think half of it is Rick's sick today. Oh, is that He's it? got a cold. Well, everybody is sick. I still got this thing where I'm a, I don't have a temperature... But I, my ears and my head feel like warm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I they do. They feel hot, but I don't have any temperature. So I'm going to go to the doctor today just for the hell of it, even though I know he's going to tell me, what are you wasting your time here for? But everybody has got it. It's, that's I true. feel like crap. My, my sister has gone through four courses of antibiotics, and she's still got it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I feel like garbage. Nobody my head can is like a little dizzy and headachy and just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I have that feeling of a little nausea. 
then this Maybe weather change here doesn't again. help either. Yeah, that's it? right. <laughs> okay, pal. All right, take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, we got Rick and Subs came back and ignited radio again in this market. Oh! Is that what did it? Is that what did it? No. How about that whammy thing, huh? At least Terry Jackson, I'll say this much for you, Terry, over there at the hill. At least Terry Jackson liked that, Neil, and I, he knew it had possibilities if they ever put anything into that show, which did they do? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Fort Myers. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year, first time same caller. Year. First call of the year from Fort Myers. Oh, Happy New Year. I'll tell you why I'm calling. I've got a very bad predicament here. I've got some friends from Buffalo that came here to see the football game. Oh, yeah. And they tell, don't blame us. Blame the officials, okay? Well, and they can't fly back to Buffalo right now because they're snowed in. So they're still stuck here. Yeah. So well, that's what bad I was, news for you. What is a Buffalo Bill? Well, what I was wondering was, and you're starting to read my mind, could you play that song for them since they're stuck here, the Buffalo Bill guy singing to the Dolphins? Well, football. Buffalo has a football team, the greatest in the land. Everybody thinks they're great, but they really are. The Buffalo Bills got a number one. See what I mean? So just sing along. When you say Miami, when you say Buffalo, and you're the death, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. Okay. They're the greatest team in the history of the human race. They're the Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest team since sliced bread and canned beer. Yeah, there you go. And you, and you jazz up that redneck stuff. You listen to that banjo. Holy sweet God, listen to that. When you say Buffalo Bills, it don't sound so rednecky, do it. Everybody sing along now. Are you Bill fans? Here we go. Well, the Buffalo Bills are the best team. They have the best record over the last five years. And they went to the Super Bowl four times, which is more than I can say for this scum-sucking fish. And they're uh, the greatest, because I really like their uniforms. They sure as hell beat the heck out of having a fish on the helmet, because they're the Buffalo Bills. The best football team, what I ever seen in the history of my life. They are the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, the home of Jim Kelly, the greatest quarterback in the league. Yeah, everybody, the Buffalo Bills. They're the Buffalo Bills, and they've been around longer than the stinking rotten fish. Well, they're the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. What would you rather have as a pet, a buffalo or a fish? Okay, thanks for the late Christmas present there. All the officials, by the way, South Florida thanks you uh, profusely. And then, of course, the officials blew it in the 49er game yesterday. Jerry Rice with a fumble. Oh, that's no fumble. We didn't see it and no replay. But I'll tell you one thing. It was sure nice seeing those uh, Reggie White and the Packers take it right up the old. Well, they probably got a lot of practice there. You don't think that Steve Young is one of those, uh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Reggie said, let me out of San Francisco right away. Too many faggots out here. Let me out of here. Too many chinks and too many faggots out here. 27 after 11. See, now I'm going to sneeze, okay? I got this. Uh, I got it. Whatever it is. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. I feel like fluey. I feel uh, achy, breaky. Get away from the ball, motherfucker. Viagra. It's Viagra. When my wiener goes limp, it's Viagra. Small ones, tiny ones, it brings it back to life. It's the best present I could get my sweetie wife, Viagra. It's Viagra. Squirt, squirt. The pill that's out of sign. Come on, guys. Viagra. Yeah. It's Viagra. Yeah. 
makes my wiener stand on end. It's Viagra. Take it away, guys. Take a pill, watch it grow. You should see my stash. Sex all night long. Think I even got a rash. Viagra. Viagra. The pill that's out of Eleven thirty one at five sixty WQM said the good news at Wayne Arnold's is that even though that jackass drove his car through the right through the uh, middle of the restaurant or like something like that, because I heard that uh, thing this morning about how it uh, came to rest in a perpendicular fashion in the car too. But in spite of that, they got it all cleaned up. They are open for business. Oh. They got their Neely Burgers and uh, Wayne Arnold's Royal Castle Burgers and all the good stuff. Oh. So there you go. That's the good news. And no, and uh, what did you say? No <laughs> gas escaped. Is that it? Well, when a car comes busting, uh, like, right through the middle of your establishment, you have to be worried about uh, releasing too much gas. So go on down to Wayne Island and say, oh, thank God uh, you're still here. Thank God we still got one Royal Castle, one throwback to the old, uh, old and goldie, goldie days. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How you doing? i, I got to tell you, my wife uh, was injured, and uh, we had to sit in the handicap seats at the Panther game for the Washington Caps. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we were kind of right behind you, and uh, I was amazed how polite you were sitting there with those people jumping up and talking to people yeah. in front of you. And mm -hmm. I just went, I can't believe Neil Rogers is not saying something Well, I mean, about we're this. almost in the middle of the season, and I think I've been pretty damn nice about it up until now, but you finally reach a saturation point. Where even when people, when you know that they've heard you talking about it and you're trying to make somewhat of a joke, the joke is off. It's not a joke anymore. The time has come for these people either to get the hell out of there and go uh, hang out in the hallway or somewhere or hang out on a bus stop and, and stop, uh, you know, impeding the enjoyment of whatever's going on out there, even if it's not that enjoyable. Well, I just, I heard you this morning talk. It's the first time I'd heard you mention it, and I just had to laugh because I, when I saw them in front of you, I couldn't uh, believe you were no, looking up with their, their performance at the Carolina game, I keep looking around for the hidden camera. I keep waiting for Alan Funt to come running out of the stands and say, hey, Neil, it's just a joke. You're on a candid camera. Because nobody could uh, in, intentionally be that stupid and that inconsiderate to keep holding kids up in the air and waving them around. like They're like props. I feel sorry for these little kids. They're shaking them around like props in the air. I can't believe your self-control. You sat there at that uh, Capitals game and, and didn't say a word to him. I was yeah. shocked. Well, that, that's uh, when, and like I said, and especially with the opponent, when my Leafs come in here a week from Wednesday, all they got to do is, is one bad uh, fart, and it's going to be all over. I'll call the usher and have them all thrown out, all 45 of them. Well, good, good for you, and have a happy New Year. And back to you. Bye. Yeah, I mean, there comes enough, a point where enough is enough, and I understand that I'm in a small minority there, that most of you who show up in that joint and the places pack game after game. Most of the people are there to schmooze and to, uh, you know, show how dumb they are about the game. Fine, that's okay. But just let me enjoy whatever I'm there to see, which is usually the game. I mean, I might look around and see some other stuff, too, but that's beside the point. Let me enjoy that, too. Don't run so fast. We have an open line at date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So everybody's got this crud. I think, it, I think it's uh, uh, something. It's going around. Maybe Castro's responsible for it. You think so? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think he unleashed some kind of crud. Spread the word over there on Radio Mambi, okay, that Castro has unleashed some kind of a biological attack on all of South Florida, and they'll be running around going <laughs> like that. Because you know how much it, it takes a lot to get uh, those people hysterical, those old uh, Domino Park Cubans? Uh -huh. It takes a lot to get them worked up to a frenzy. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Hello there. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And back to you. 
I feel bad for you as far as the children go. We cannot go to a restaurant. You can't do anything in this town anymore without people on a Saturday night. or It doesn't matter what day it is or what time it is. You can't go anywhere without people screaming kids. How about if we, ch- we uh, you know, uh, all uh, toss them a few bucks for a babysitter? Sounds good. Well, yeah, we didn't take our daughter out until she was two and a half and well, and of course had to be well behaved. We had sitters or we didn't go out. We can go out 10 o'clock at night on Saturday night, and the kids are running through the restaurants. We went to an elegant place on the east side of town for our anniversary. Yeah. There were two kids that were crawling on the table. The place nice. was a very fancy hotel. They said mm-hmm. they couldn't turn them away, but they gave them a, a booth like in the front of this restaurant. And it's our anniversary, and it's just we roll our eyes, and then I hear your story with the uh, Macarena there. Right. And it's just horrible. And then... I mean, I mean, keep in mind that up until uh, last Wednesday, the Carolina game, these people had brought two of their kids. Now, I don't know if these are all their kids. I find it hard to believe. I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, the two has multiplied. It's become four kids. And, of course, these kids, they don't pay for an extra seat, so they're sitting on mommy's lap, daddy's lap, grandma's lap, and grandpa's lap. So you got eight people in four seats. And even though the kids are relatively well-behaved, you know, when you're there for three and a half hours, little kids get fidgety, even adults get fidgety. And, uh, you know, they're squirming around, and they're holding them up in the air. It's like holding up a sign in front of your face that says, we aren't going to let you watch the goddamn game. Unbelievable. And you're paying big money for that. You can't enjoy the event. Well, I'm not. Thank God. If I, I mean, the station gets me my tickets, but somebody's paying big bucks for it. And, and, you know, regardless of who's paying for it, I make the effort to go over there to drive all the way uh, two and a half minutes from my house to drive over there because I want to see the game. And I'm, we're in our late 40s. Our kid's 20 now. So she's kid anymore. We want to live in a place that doesn't allow children. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I guess I'm getting old enough that I finally am starting to identify with those people who don't want bright, somebody else's bright little kids. But you, but you do realize the hypocrisy that goes on. It's just like grandma and grandpa that used to scream before people would get up and block their view. But now that it's their grandchildren, they're quelling. See, they're holding them up and they're, you know, then it's okay. It's like the people in the condos that don't want any kids living in there. But when it comes that time of the year in the summertime every year and their little bratty grandkids come in there, then it's a real a wonderful thing. Oh, yeah. Well, when it's your blood. It's right. Okay. That's right. One last thing. You've been playing the, the Buffalo Bill thing, and you inspired me to re-see the movie uh, Silence of the Lambs, which yeah. is one of the what really I think one of the all-time great movies. It puts I, the lotion in the basket. I, I, I almost fell over. I never, I didn't remember that scene. When you it, see it again, you will wet your pants. You do need June Allison and the pen. Oh, it makes the bit that much better. Everybody ought to re-see the movie. Great. Have a happy New Year. Back to you. Bye bye. Okay, there he goes. There's another guy who's sick and tired of you people with your punky little kids. Okay, you know, everybody, you know, to a point, most people are going to reproduce. They're going to have their little kids. You don't take your little kids and use them as props and weapons to piss off other people who are spending their money or somebody else's money to try to get a great meal or watch a ball game of some kind or whatever the hell it is that they're doing. I say there ought to be a goddamn law is what there ought to be. Kids under five, out. Unless you got, you know, they do this thing with smokers and non-smokers. You got to have a special smoking section. How about a special section for people with bratty little kids? It's like on a plane. You go to Europe. You spend thousands of dollars to buy a, you know, a business class or a first class ticket. And here's some asshole over there sitting across the aisle. It's got a little kid sitting in there in first class. Which you can handle that if you're just flying, you know, up north for a couple hours. But you're on a goddamn eight and a half hour intercontinental flight. And here's somebody over there sitting in, uh, you know, up uh, front, and, uh, and I, I don't know how that works either. Do they have to pay full fare for bratty little kids? It depends on what age. Yeah, so how about if it, well, of course, obviously, the younger it is, usually, the more annoying it's going to be, because little babies, I hate to break the news to you, they cry. Oh, my God. I know that's a great revelation to many of you. Little babies cry. 
and they <laughs> in their pants. Like, like that one little kid. I told you this story. I'm trying to think of where we were coming back from. I, maybe it was Toronto that one weekend a month or so ago. And we're coming back. And the, Oh, no, I guess it was coming back from Vegas. And the little kid there, and he wasn't a little tiny kid. He was like seven or eight years old. I don't know, old enough to know better. Pudgy little kid. He goes up there to take a, in the first class, uh, dumpster, okay? That's, that's fine. Everybody's got to, sooner or later. But the problem is, he doesn't close the door when he comes out. And evidently, he didn't, uh, you know, that little button you're supposed to push inside that, like, you know? You know what I'm talking about? That just, uh, where is that damn thing? That sucks everything out of there? I mean, like, with tremendous suction, thank God. Like an enormous vacuum. I mean, everything just gets sucked out of there. Good. But evidently, he didn't press the little button, and he also didn't close the door. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, everybody's starting to get, like, nauseous. Like, oh, my God, what is that? And John says, that kid didn't close the door. And John runs up there and slams the door shut, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, now we can breathe. What a machaya. See, it's not the kid's fault. It's the parents. Let me say it again. Everybody is a kid at some time, okay? Most... Most people are kids sometimes. Not all, just most. But it's the goddamn parents' fault that perpetuate this kind of crap and let their kids just run rampant like they do in the goddamn supermarket or like this guy's talking about in a restaurant. And this is America where everybody breeds. Everybody breeds. I say, let me say it again, two words, not just D&H. There's three words. We got two more words for 1999 before we get to the big Armageddon next year. Forced sterilization oh. then we wouldn't have had this uh you know the, the people with the octuplets and the nine tuplets and the ten tuplets and the twelve tuplets because they're taking too many tablets it's 1141 at 560 wqam <laughs> yeah. video stores everywhere from the people who brought you the frugal gourmet cooks with wine it's the frugal gourmet cooks with boys <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. yes the Frugal Gourmet Cooks Italian. Hey, little man. I've got some lovely sausage for you. <laughs> the Frugal Gourmet Cooks Chinese. Today, I'm going to make some young guy. <laughs> and, of course, the Frugal Gourmet Cooks Greek. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, it's your warm and fuzzy old friend, the Frugal Gourmet, like you've never seen him before. He may be frugal with his money, but not with his sauce. <laughs> the Frugal Gourmet Cooks with Boys, only $19.95 at a video store near you. And don't forget, coming next fall, it's the Frugal Gourmet Cooks with Malt Liquor. You know, the saddest part about the whole thing, that was the only show I ever watched on PBS, the Foodie Gourmet. I like that show. Because he used, he used, you know, he was in Milan, he was in Rome, he was, uh, you know, somewhere in Italy most of the time, and, you know, other places in Europe. But it was a good show. Because one thing I'll tell you about PBS and Kmart that they have in common, they both suck. Make no mistake about that. PBS is television for pseudo-intellectuals where they go on and they beg, especially in this market. This has got to be the worst PBS market in America. Do we have any local programming in this market of any significance on PBS? No. Nothing. Zero. Here's Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good. Happy New Year. Same to you, sir. Uh, the reason you got all those kids and all those old folks at those games is because they've all priced real hockey fans like me, unfortunately. What, what do you mean old folks? Uh, the old folks. We got the... Uh... Well, they're, they're, they're pretty much up there in the sections I can afford to sit in. Old folks? 
Yeah, they're in their 60s, and they're all looking around uh, amazed like they can't even follow the puck. But that's besides the point. Uh, this well, at least they're making an effort if that's the case because the people who sit around me, they're not even looking out there. They're looking at each other. They're looking at their kids. They're looking at their watch. They're yeah, running in and out to buy 25 bucks more worth of food. And, uh, and, of course, all of this while the game is going on. Let me say it again. You ushers up there, which they all know me, and they're all very friendly toward me. But let me say, some of you are doing a piss-poor job of restraining people from going down there once once the game starts again you're supposed to keep those people back up there until a whistle blows yeah there's not many problems up at the garden boston gardens with the kids and well not in new york they plan there yeah there's yeah problems, you know there's problem problems in the fleet center because they're called uh, empty yellow seats well that's I think lots and lots of problems in the fleet center yellow seats with no asses in them i think they're finally revolting for bobby R, but that's the point this burry trade i i don't see basically Three players here that I no. think they will well, take. You know, they, they already said the Rangers and the Kings are also in the running, so basically that means uh, we're the out. The Rangers will get them, unfortunately. Or the uh, Kings. Uh, before you go up to that big uh, hockey arena in the sky, you should take a run up to Boston and see the Beanpot Tournament someday. No, I'll watch it on TV. It's a lot warmer. <laughs> it's a lot warmer. I got the satellite dish. All the games are on. It's a lot of fun, though, Neil. Okay. It really is. Okay. All right, you have a nice day. I'll see you at Quincy Market. Okay. We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560. See, when you've lived in various parts of the country, it's always, it's very ingratiating to be able to say, oh, I'll see you on, uh, you know, on 12th Street in Detroit, not, you know, or whatever, right? I'll see you at the uh, Skipper's Table in Detroit and Livonia. Or I'll see you at the uh, Quincy Market and the Faneuil Hall in Boston, you know? And of course, it doesn't really mean anything significant, no. but it's uh, interesting. I'll see you in Lima, Ohio, WIMA. Does that mean anything? No. no. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So far, we've had how many votes for uh, Huey Lewis? We had one vote for Huey Lewis, none for Peter Worrell, and uh, twenty eight for Vanilla Ice Cream. Boy, see, and I, I just I sit and I scratch my head like Greg Reed does, where that you know that hole is. I keep scratching and scratching, and I ask myself, how could it be that there are so many people who like Vanilla Ice Cream? But then I think back to when I was a kid, and I used to ask myself. How can the majority of people believe in this God bull crap? I'm in the tiny minority. Can they all be wrong? And finally, I woke up one day and I said, yeah, yeah they're all full of crap. It takes, it takes a, well, maybe not a lot, but it takes a certain amount of self-confidence in your own brain to be able to rise above the mediocrity of the masses. You follow what I'm saying? No. Of course not. You have to rise yourself, lift yourself up above the mediocrity of the mental midgets out there who all are led by like a bunch of sheep with the God bull crap and the vanilla ice cream bull crap. Does vanilla ice cream have any taste? No. I mean, if you put something else on it, it's like a steak. When you go to Ruth's Chris, if you have a brain, do you put steak sauce on the steak? No. Of course not. You don't even ask for it, do you? No, no, no. Because it's so succulent and juicy and delicious. And you'll discover, as you know, and of course there are pe people like Peter Luger steak sauce. Why do they like it? Because it's got sugar in it. Because you could drink it out of the bottle without the steak and say, "Wow, that was great." God. So when you put it on your meat, all you're doing is covering it up. Okay. Anybody ever put anything on their meat to cover up the bad taste? Uh -huh. I bet you have. That's what that Aaron bitch. She was peddling that crap all the time. Those love potions and love because people, uh, you know, they want to cover it up. The honey bears. The honey bears, yeah, to cover up that, the, you know, six months' worth of smegma. Oh, my God. No, seriously, I, I've told you the story about people that, that don't bathe very frequently, but they just put, like, a lot of towels. 
Malcolm Butler. <laughs> yeah, the French. Yeah, the French. Parlez-vous, uh, yeah, right, parlez-vous, don't drop the soap. Of course, you, it's hard to drop it when you never pick it up. <laughs> That's the French for you. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Coral Springs. Lashana Tova. And back to you. Uh, Oi. Happy Purim. And same to you. Hey, it's not that far from Purim, by the way. Close, yeah. I um, went to the website on Thursday because I couldn't find volume two. In Happy any of Purim. Yeah. And uh, they had it online. Right. So I ordered it in addition to the one I had purchased. Excellent. And another $30 worth. God bless you. My total contribution was 70 bucks. Excellent. Can, well, you, can you believe we did almost 156 grand? God bless you. God yeah. Bless you. I, can't, uh, I can't believe it myself. I just want to thank you for being the only decent thing to listen to in the broadcast market in Florida. In right. Florida. I mean, you right. talk about Bush League. Yeah. That's being kind. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, Clear Channel... I don't, I'm, I'm in the car a lot on Sunday night late when I get off work, and I try to listen to the news on IOD. You know what they're doing? They're simulcasting STL, Business <laughs> News Network. Oh. I mean, it's, it's pathetic. Oh. It's pathetic. Simulcasting and, Gloves 94 in Palm Beach. Oh, is there any end in sight to this? And you no. blame no. you blame Cox. I blame the FCC for deregulating. Right, I mean, that, that's true. Ridiculous. And, uh, but you got to remember that's a deregulation thing. Well, I guess indirectly because Cox saw the fact that they had a chance to buy up all these stations in markets like Syracuse right. and Toledo, markets where they fit in better than you know a major market. Well, it's great that Rick and Suds are on early in the morning because I do have occasion to be up and I listen to, I want to listen to something, and I did listen to them this morning. In fact, I did. Oh. I even called them, and uh, yeah, I listened to them before when they were on in the afternoon because again they were a rest. You know, I. I, I an island in a sea of mediocrity. Right. And um, and and when you stop and think that they're the only thing they have left on that radio station, absolutely. and Bolger was going to blow them out, he was he called them in to fire them. I heard that story. I couldn't believe it. True story. As my and hand was on the here. She's unlistenable. Yeah. It's it's terrible. And it, but it, you know it's not just radio. Channel Ten did something a couple of weeks ago that was just incredible. They they had that Sunday night football game, which cut into prime time. ABC. So they put in the listings that they were going to run primetime shows at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm not going to stay up, but I wanted to tape the practice, which mm -hmm. is a great show. Right. So uh, I play the tape back the next day, and it's a half an hour into the show. I said, well, gee, did I set it wrong? And it turns out I call up Channel 10 to find out what was going on. She says, oh, well, we made a last-minute decision to run it at 1 o'clock. I said, well, did you, did you make the announcement? Did you tell anybody? No. Uh, no, we we in in hindsight we thought we should have run a crawl, but we didn't. Yeah, they, do they it. should crawl, all right. They should be on their hands and knees with Dwight Lauderdale, who looks like he's about ready. Unbelievable! I mean, yeah. a major market town. This no, is that's not a major market. This is this is a hick town. You're right. I, I said this 23 years ago. This is just a big hick town spread out over a big, large area. There is no core. There is no downtown Miami. There's no downtown Fort Lauderdale. There's no uh, happening place. This is just a big bunch of bedroom towns that have nothing to do with each other. Pembroke Pines, Plantation, Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, Sunrise. And this is not a place. It's, it's not. This is not a place. It's, it's a figment. Exactly. I don't know what it is. Well, thank you for God. Okay, and back Take to care. you. No. We have an open line at Dade, one at Broward, 567-0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I want somebody that loves vanilla ice cream to call. So I started to tell the thing about the steak, okay, with the steak sauce. That's vanilla ice cream. The difference being that a great steak, like at Roots Crisp, is great. It's delicious. It's succulent. It's to die for. You're willing to spend a lot of money for it. 
What can you do? And I, you know, I know that our friends at Ben and Jerry's. I know they make like a vanilla bean. What do they call it? You know, some extra fancy schmancy French vanilla. Vanilla is vanilla. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, how you lay, it's like is that's it. You know, crap is crap. It may be in different aromas, different texture, different uh, shades of, uh, but whatever. Crap is crap, and the same with vanilla ice cream. And so people put Hershey syrup on it. They put hot fudge. They put butterscotch. It's like neutral. You can put anything on it because it has no taste. Like Bill Calder used to say, delicious but no taste. That's vanilla ice cream, the biggest selling flavor in America. And you wonder why all these crazy religious people are running around waiting for Armageddon and they're stocking up on canned goods and toilet paper? No, like I asked the other day, I think this is a very serious question. Are you going to be taken a, in heaven or in hell? Well, I guess in hell, nonstop. It'll be running down your legs forever. But in heaven, I mean, is this the kind of God that you people believe in that's going to have you go to heaven? You know, and keep in mind, it's only the soul, the spirit that's going up there. How can you take a with your soul? I mean, I've stepped on someone to my soul, okay, well, like if the dog does a number in, you know, somewhere. But how the hell can, can a, a bodiless soul, a spirit, take a dump? Somebody need all that toilet paper for if Armageddon's coming. Huh? I'm waiting for an answer. What are they, what are you going to use, do that toilet paper with? While it's going on. While the tribulation is going on. Oh, while the, it's the fan, okay. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. God, thank God that I'm about the only person in the world that makes any sense. Thank God for me. Thank Oh, God. You're welcome. You just pound it silly, and then whatever comes out, you eat it. New from the makers of Alestra, it's a fan substitute designed for sex offenders. Introducing Molestra. Molestra works on a molecular level to induce gut-wrenching diarrhea whenever they have the urge to act on their sick fantasies. Hey, mister. Would you like to buy a raffle ticket so my scout troop can go camping this summer? Well, 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 don't you look so handsome in your uniform. Why don't you come inside while I get my wallet? Would you like to, uh, see my cat? But, mister, it's, it's... Oh, sorry. I can't help you. I... I... I gotta... Sorry, kitty. Molestra, the latest weapon in the battle against pedophiles and other assorted sexual deviants. Okay, it's a minute past noon at 560 WQM. Jim Mandich is in for vacation, and Hank will be alive at Chula Steak 2 at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And then as if you haven't had enough football, to I mean, just coming out of your ears, we got the pregame at 6 and the Fiesta Bowl, the national championship game they're calling it, which, of course, is a joke. But anyway, Tennessee and FSU, 820 tonight, which, of course, is also on television. Oh, don't mention that. Don't say that. Here's Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, you're the best, man. Yes, I am. Okay, listen. I just want to say Armageddon already did happen. It was when the Panthers opened that new arena. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, listen. I was driving out to the Miami game. One of the few people that was. Anybody see that red light down at that shoe twice end yet? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I was driving down to uh, Miami. And I was listening to WBZT 12:90 a.m. Right. They had this new show on on Saturday. It was a sports show. I know. I don't like anything else that's on 12:90. But listen, man, this show. Was... It was called Sports Sweep. It was like two guys that just went crazy. I don't know. They just started talking about everything. It was a pretty good show, you know. And I don't know it's got nothing to do with Clear Channel. That's anything. okay. 
But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good well, show. How do you know it has nothing to do with Clear Channel? Who owns BZT? They own just about every damn thing in Dade Brown and Palm Beach. Yeah, but Clear Channel does not pay them to do the show. It was like a time broker show. They oh, uh, get the oh, I see. Them. I got you. But that's great. Well, if it was a good show, you should have known it had nothing to do with Clear Channel. Well, that's true. That's very true. Anyway, Panthers suck. Fans suck. They should move them to Cuba. They have no right having a team down here. Okay. All right. Thanks. You're the best. Okay. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, Pound 560 on the mobile one line. Yeah, I mean, Tom Zicker doesn't like Rick and Suds, okay? That's okay. He's entitled to that. There are plenty of people that don't like Rick and Suds. There are plenty of people that don't like me, okay? But, I mean, try, you know, to, to donate all the, to, to, look at this. Did you see this? Look at the amount, of, all the way down to here, it's about Ranieri, okay? Now, I'll grant you that after 17 years of slaving uh, over a hot microphone in the market, Ranieri deserves more coverage than he's gotten over these years, especially after he stopped painting his bald spot. But, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's old news now. The guy's been uh, gone forever and ever, and I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. He's been jerked around and screwed around. How come there's nothing to hear about Craig Worthing, by the way? Who's also a damn good guy, who's got a, uh, a good following still and a commercial uh, success in this market, got lots of loyal sponsors, and uh, can't find his way back on here because Queer Channel screwed him over? Is there anything in there about him? No. No. But at least I accomplished one thing. We embarrassed Tom Jick into finally writing a radio column. How do you like that? Oh, huh? oh well, nobody cares. Well, nobody cares, but evidently they cared enough that he decided to write something. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Uh, first off, I'd like to say I'd like to put, vote in the poll. Yes. Vanilla uh, ice cream. You, you know like why? all the reasons? It's because the, the other two are even worse. Because uh, Huey well, Lewis and the news and Peter. Well, that's that's a good point. You know, so I mean, it's it's by default. I, I would concur. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and these vanilla ice cream, you can put something on it that'll make it uh, exactly. appealing. Yeah, you can put something dark on it, like Peter Worrell, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Peter Worrell with a bunch of vanilla ice cream on his bald spot? <laughs> that might be good. <laughs> that might be very good. Yeah, it might lighten up his uh, attitude a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you know, I was kind of disappointed. I turned on the radio this morning at six o'clock, and they were on. Yeah. You know, I, I was. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I was on your website and I saw, you know, the... Yeah, your, uh, brief little co uh, conversation with Ted that you mentioned a little ago. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to mention to him that you were, like, transversing the clock to the morning? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's a little sample for it. You know, it was terrible. You know, I, I turned it on and I heard, we, 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 you know, Joe Rose again. And I was just like, gosh, you know, where's Ranieri when we need him? Yeah. Everything. But you know what Joe always says? I like the wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. But, uh, you know, talking about these kids and everything like that, you think it's bad, you know, at the games and stuff like that. What about when you're at a business, you know, and, you, and you're at a business and you got all these kids running around and everything like that, jumping on machines and jumping on, uh, playing around yeah, with like if you're in a radio, like if you're in a radio business and Jim Mandich has his bratty uh, kids come in a few years ago and rip apart the UPI machine and rip down, take the whole news department apart because, you know, again, parents just, they make the babies and then they just turn them loose uh, to wreak havoc on the world. And if you say something to them, they get all ticked off and fired up. and Right, like because, that. oh, that's right. Everybody else's kids are bad, but don't pick on my kids. That's right. But you know what? If they get hurt, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to sue you. Right. You, know, and everything like you that. got it. It's a bunch of baloney. Forced sterilization. Keep saying it. Hey, that sounds good to me. Okay. Just, just uh, you know, just don't snip stick me, okay? Have a great year. Okay. We have an open line at Dade, one in Broward, 567. Like uh, Eddie Jovanovsky, there's a special ed. There's an example. They got a baby. Eddie Jovanovsky is reproducing. How do you like that? Is anybody, can you even relate to that? No. I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? Yes. Special ed is reproducing. That kid's going to be a rocket scientist. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. Hey there. Yes, ma'am. 
I love your show. Uh-huh. I like and listen to Rick and Suds. Right. I loathe Brooke. And oh. I hated church. I'm waiting for one person that has something good to say about Brooke Daniels. Yes, she has. I have, I've never heard anybody, even when we worked on that station with her over there, I have yet to hear anybody ever say one good thing about that bitch. And people keep calling and welcoming her. Right. But I don't listen to her well, anymore. I mean, no matter, like I said before, you can put a monkey on the ear, and they're going to be a whole bunch of, oh, you're yeah. the best damn monkey I ever heard. True. And whammy sucks. Bunch of suckles, right. And I like vanilla and fish food. So what's that? What is that? Vanilla, oh, I, I guess you have to cleanse your palate with the vanilla and then <laughs> d- dig into the fish food. All right, go to the Omni AMC downtown Miami, and I see Prince of Egypt. I had to move twice before I had to yell in the theater at this Cuban family to take their child outside. Yeah. He goes, well, we paid a ticket. And so I just said, well, gain control of your kids. And no one said Everybody was, like, happy I said something. Good for you. Nice going, sweetheart. <laughs> God, if we had a medal, I would send it to you. Well, listen, then I go to another movie because it's easy to sneak into other movies. Like yeah. Stepmother. Right. And then another child had to be told to get out. Well, in fact, maybe you should do this in your spare time. You should go to all these mul- the multiplex movie places. And I you do could feel go, better. Just spend a few minutes in each one. You get the flavor of the movie, you know, whatever it is. And then you're, you, you can be the, uh, the spy. You can watch out for the disobedient <laughs> kids and bitch them out. Okay. I could do it. It seemed to work. You're the official bitch out in the unruly kids lady. <laughs> yes. Uh, sterilization is the key. Forced sterilization. FF. Okay. Okay. See ya. There's a good lady there. See, I'm not like that, but I'm, I'm changing my whole deal now. Any future, we got a long way to go this season, and then we got four more years after this. Oh, Jesus. I mean, thank God those people have shared their seats with some other, with a bunch of other people. Because you'll notice if you go to the Mac Arena, you almost never see the same people in the same seats twice, other than me. Because most people, I mean, first of all, most people don't have somebody buying their tickets for them like I do here, which thank you very much, Greg. But uh, most people can't afford the financial punishment, and whatever the other reason, they split up the packages. Thank God for that, because if I had, in my mind, if I had to think that every game I go to, this Coxie's army of wild people are going to be sitting in front of me doing their, uh, you know, uh, shaking up the baby routine, I'd lose my mind. Three hours of nonstop fidgeting and holding up in the air and walking back and forth and blocking people off, and Grandpa ain't watching, and, uh, you know... Go home and spend time with your grandchildren, okay, you cheap bastard. Go to the house and do it. Have a party for them every goddamn night there's a hockey game. And guess what? The game is on television, and I guarantee you, you'll pay just as much attention to the game when it's on TV as you do in the arena. None. None. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Nine minutes afternoon at QAM. You want to go but we're going to kick it tonight. Oh. Kick it tonight. All right. Kick it tonight. Buffalo, but we're going to kick it tonight. Oh. Jim Kelly by the Colons. Oi. It puts the lotion in the basket. It mixes it all up. It puts the lotion in the basket. It puts them both together. It puts the lotion in the basket. When the eyeball falls out, it puts the lotion in the basket. Then it has to hose it down. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It's what I have to get. It puts the lotion in the basket. I need to rub it on my breast. It puts the lotion in the basket. I have to dry clean my skin suit. It puts the lotion... 
in the basket. I said, Doctor! I switched my BB in my legs. I said, Doctor! I like to dance around this way. I said, Mommy! Oh, the lamb's quiet today. I said, Mommy! I want to look more like a wolf. My name is Buffalo Bill. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It makes it for my skin. It puts the lotion in the basket. I hold my pee-pee in. It puts the lotion in the basket. How much does it grow? It puts the lotion in the basket. I've got my skin suit nipple necklace. <laughs> Twelve thirteen at five sixty WQM. We have two open lines in Dade County for your perusal. Actually, we're moving along, singing a song, kicking some ass today for the first day of the year after two long holiday weekends. Not bad, huh? Oh! Thanks to Rick and Suds, by the way, for livening it up by coming back on here today. And thank God that uh, they held on to a job. Everybody's hanging on by their fingernails and their testicles because we got the queer channels and the the other uh, grave robbers of the world out there destroying the businesses we used to know. It nice going there, FCC again. Bunch of morons. They're worried about us saying crap on the air, but in the meantime, they're turning the entire goddamn industry into it. All you got to do is turn on your radio and 29 hours a day, it's crap in most spots. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, no ice cream eater occasionally. Oh. But, yeah, you got to put stuff on it. Yeah, you are, but you, let me ask you this. Would you ever consider eating vanilla ice cream plain? Oh, yeah, I do it. I know, you know, I eat any kind of ice cream. I like it all. You know, I prefer it with something else or not you vanilla. Eat it all? I'll eat vanilla right up, you know. With nothing on it? Sure. Naked? Yeah. Naked vanilla? It's ice cream, man. It's good and cold. I'll eat it. Okay. At any rate, uh, not only do I listen and call to Rick and Suds, but uh, this morning you played my call. Really? At the beginning of your show. Wait a minute. One moment, please. Hang on a second. I don't know where the hell. I read it before. I ain't got to hear it again. Huh? No, no. I want to. This is Mickey right. Donuts. Hey. Is that you? <laughs> yeah. Man, I almost missed the show this morning. I rolled out of bed about 15 minutes ago. How do you like that? You're on the air on this show and on tape on their show at the same time. Oh, you beat it. You just, I think you're in the Guinness Book of Records, man. Yeah, well, at any rate. Uh, hey, listen, at least at least there's somebody familiar with. There are a couple of familiar voices, and if Rick will just stop talking about the stock market, which is up 131 points, but if he'll just stop doing that, uh, we got no problem there. You know, you know, but usually as soon as somebody will start talking about something else, he'll change the subject. If he's got no one to call, you know, maybe he's got. That's what he's into. The stock market. I guess that's what he's into. Based on what? It's boring. I mean, you know, there's a lot of money to be made and lost there, but who the hell wants to talk about it? I mean, uh, when. No one's calling you. You start to talk about whatever you're into, whether it be hockey or your satellite dish. And, yeah, we, we listen to it and get on with the show. Wait for somebody else to call and talk yeah. about something else. Well, what's more interesting, hockey on the satellite or uh, the stock market? I mean, it's not, you know, or vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream, definitely. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. That's on the top Take of the, the list. Take the late backseat. Mm-hmm. Okay, pal. Okay, pal. Have a great New Year. You too. Bye-bye. So what did he say? We have an open line at Dave, one at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. But I notice one thing Rick always does. Every day of every show that he's ever been on the air, oh, i got so much stuff here. i got all the stuff to go through. Every time he says that, you know that there are either, like, almost no calls or no calls at all, which I can understand. And, I, listen, I never knock anybody for getting no calls in this town because I've been on the air for 700 years. And every, look at this. Look at my calls dropping off here. Not on the toy precious three. That wasn't for you anyway. What was it? Gambling question. 
a gambling question from one of the sports nerds. See, this is I can't stand it. I can't, I'm very happy. We got all our differences ironed out here. We had that great dinner at Ruth's Chris, which Greg bought me dinner there, which nobody could believe, including the waiter and the management there. Although I noticed they did charge him. But nevertheless, everything's straightened out after kind of a rocky year. Everything is wonderful here at WQM. You believe it? No. Well, I mean, no, it's, uh, you know, we got, George got his bonus. No. George, yeah, he got his. Uh, no, no, no. Yes, he did. So that part of it is fine, but the sports nerd part, the incessant repetition, the neurotic psychosis of these compulsive gamblers, I'm telling you guys, it's boring. Boring about, oh, we got the point spread. Who cares if you want the point spread? Go call Louis the Bookie. Call Muggsy Solomon, okay? Stop uh, just destroying us on the radio with a bunch of boring compulsive crap. You think they can cover? You think three and a half is it? And then can somebody explain to me? And I, I, I hate, I can't see, I sucked myself into this. I feel like Ron Jeremy. I sucked myself into this deal where I'm going to wind up talking about it. I hear like Ed Kaplan, who is, uh, of all the guys, great guy, by the way, but I mean, needs GA desperately, a compulsive. If two leaves are falling from the tree, he'll bet you which one will hit the ground first. I mean, I guarantee you. And he'll also do the overs and unders. But what is this? Well, I teased with a Jets game. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? All these people who are calling their bookie and making these illegal uh, bets, what does that mean? I teased with this game, and then I covered with it, and I, I, what were they, they're talking a foreign language. I know that foreign language radio is very big on AM in this market, but do we need another foreign language that most of us don't understand? No. I don't think so, man. I mean, there's not room for one more foreign language. Yeah, man. Here's uh, Coral Gables. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering, um, I don't buy into this religion crap. And I was just wondering, I want to do a little research, and I was wondering if you can point me in the direction of a, a good book, Doubting Religion. Yeah, the Bible. Read it, and uh, you won't believe a word of it. Okay, we have three open lines in Dade, 5670560 and Pond 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This Great. This afternoon. Um, actually, uh, I didn't answer your question uh, about the teas, but I wanted to talk to you about something else. Yeah. Um, Are these herbal teas? No, the teas, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I think it refers to when you bet an over and the point spread that you get a little leeway. You can add the points to either one, whether you want the over to be lower or higher. Oh, I, you know something? I'm getting a headache just hearing you describe it. I mean, you know, it, I, it's just, it's so pathetic. It, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, they're, they're people that have such serious gambling problems, and they're in denial. They don't want to fess up to it. Well, you should be one to talk with your carbohydrate addiction. What does that have to do with gambling problems? Well, everyone has their hang-ups, whether yeah. it's gambling, with drugs, alcohol. Okay, but you're missing the point. Okay, okay, I grant you I'm addicted to refined carbohydrates. But do I sit here? I mean, I'll mention it every now and then, especially when I'm talking about Ben and Jerry's and going out and eating three pints of fish food. But do I sit here and talk about it day after day? Do I say, oh, well, I had 122 carbohydrates, and the <laughs> under the over was 150, and the under was 87. I mean, it's terminal. This is true, but I wanted to talk to you about Arbitron. Yeah. Um, I think that, it, I, first of all, I think that you are by far the best talk show in this town. And that your rating, I'm amazed it's as high as it is. I think it should be much higher, but because of the system, Arbitron, who it is. Um, who it I, is? Well, my girlfriend got a uh, thing in the mail from Arbitron. And I yeah. see the return address, Columbia, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about Columbia, Maryland. Well, it's Beltsville, Maryland, but I, I don't know what the official uh, mailing address is. Well, uh, well, regardless, Columbia, Maryland is a planned city. Yeah. Uh, 
in between D.C. and Baltimore. Mm -hmm. It's where Fort Meade is located, yeah. which is the intelligence center in the United States. So anyone who speaks the truth, uh, like you, yeah. who's, uh, you know, not the most government-friendly person, I can see them having the interest in cybersecurity. Yeah, but, but, but Arbitron is a private company. It's got nothing to do with the government. But, you know, there's always a backdoor meeting. No. No, the no. The, the the problem that I got in, and believe me, the ratings are always are very, very good, especially relatively speaking. But but there's a closet audience out there, and right now, as you and I are speaking, there are thousands and thousands of people who, if they get the Arbitron Diaries, they'll never put it down because they either hate me like poison, or they're embarrassed that they listen. Or then there, there's a gigantic closet audience out there, and you'll never get credit for those. True, very true. So, so I say screw them. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Yeah. I'll see you in Beltsville. All right. We have an open line at day two in Broward, 5670560. So what is it? So far, Peter Worrell, does he have one vote yet here today? No. He just goes out there and touches the puck. He's on one of his rare shifts before he gets into a meaningless brawl and another stupid penalty like in the Penguin game the other day. And he just, he just, they make him a pass. Here he goes about five feet at center right. And the crowd is hysterical. They're on the verge of a, of a congregational orgasm course, there. Course. Like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, it like, like somebody just cut it with a knife. Because guess what? He don't have the puck anymore. I mean, you talk about uh, uh, an inexplicable phenomenon. That's got to be it. They're obsessed. It's like a religion with them. They're probably going home and uh, doing their Peter Royal blow-up dolls at home. Here's a mobile in uh, Pirine. Hello. Hello. Yes, Neil. sir. Yes, I am. First-time caller here. Great. Used to hate you like poison, man. Yeah. But you're an acquired taste. You like bourbon or cigars, you know? Like vanilla ice cream, right. I like vanilla, but that's neither here nor there. You like that fancy stuff. You like it plain? You, well, no, I put milk on it. Make like a little homemade milkshake. Oh, you put just milk on it? Yeah, it's You don't tasty. put it in a blender and mix it up like in a milkshake? You just put milk on your vanilla ice cream? That's right. Oh. Buyers only, though. Okay. Got to be buyers. Oh. Anyway, Neil, I'm a, I'm a child of excess. You know, you got to have some plain stuff now and then. Yeah. It's nice. It brings you back. You know, it cleans your palate. Yeah, when like you're old and fat, you don't right. have time for plain stuff anymore. No? No. Hey, one last thing, Neil. I'm kind of out of material, but tell all these gambling freaks to call Henry Goldberg and his show. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Have a great New Year. Now, see, I don't want them to call Henry Goldberg and his show because it ruins Hank's show, and I've told you 50 million times if I've told you once when I'm driving home and listening to Hank and enjoying what he's talking about, and all of a sudden a compulsive, hey, you think they're going to cover it? Oh, immediately. I just I go into a coma. It is the In fact, I would rather hear Rick Riley discuss the stock market for five hours, no, seriously, and, and that's terminal. I'd rather hear that for five hours than hear one of those gambling calls. That's how boring they are. That's how devastating they are to this radio station. Look at this, and look at the talk about devastating. All I did was mention the T's, and all of a sudden the lines went like that. We got two lines left on the board, and that's it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. I think sports radio down here is terrible, just like you do. But the thing about it is, the reason you have all these gamblers calling in is because Hank is a gambler. I mean, you talk about oh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. What about Ed Kaplan? Is Ed Kaplan not a gambler? So, like on the first team on Kaplan, so you don't hear as many calls about gambling and about Vegas and about this like you do on the Hank. You don't hear as many calls with... about gambling on Ed Kaplan's show? That's all I ever hear is discussion about gambling. I mean, I think we need to talk, have different formats with sports radio. I mean, if Hank's going to talk about Gambling, he's going to get the calls. Why can't he talk, have interviews with the, with the professionals? He does. Talk about... Hank, Hank does great interviews. He, I mean, he has uh, all the big names on there. When he does those interviews, it's very interesting. I love hearing that. 
But when, but when the callers call in, like I've said before, the callers are the death knell of sports radio in this market. They're, they're, they're a tremendous impediment. I do, but I do think that it's up to the host. Like, Hammer starts talking. I think he talks a lot about the gambling, and that's why. Hey, he stupid. Of, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I, I, I just wish we had some decent talk uh, sports radio down there. I mean, take the worst. But, 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 but wait, wait a minute. How can you have decent sports talk? when the callers are as uneducated, uninformed, when they repeat the same boring stuff over and over again, and if it's not that, then it's the gambling nuts. How about having, like, the ESPN radio when you don't have callers? Oh, ESPN radio blows! I, there are a bunch of hyenas that Tony Bruno and those other guys who all try to imitate. <laughs> 20 hours a day of hysterical laughter over nothing. Maybe because they've got maybe a lot of hours to fill up. Maybe have a talk show without as many call-ins. I don't know. Whatever. But it just stinks down here. Kill the calls, man. Take care. Have a great day. I keep trying to tell them that. Kill those calls. And, like, look, at it worked for me. Look at this. I got one call left on the board. Kill the calls. That's okay. We'll survive. Play hard to get now. We had a great two and a half hours today for the first day of the new year that we're on the air. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Started out with tremendous enthusiasm here today, and now it's like... The law of diminishing return. Well, that's because you had the audacity to knock vanilla ice cream again, and people are getting really pissed off at you about talking about that, since most of us love vanilla ice cream. I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's like, uh, you know, it's like doing a dry run. I just, I don't understand what that's all about. What is the enjoyment from it? It has no taste. None. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. And, you know, and then they have the, with the vanilla bean in it. And why do they put the vanilla bean in it? To try to create a little bit of a taste. Something. Anything. It's like saying, I like my favorite thing in the world to have in my mouth is tapioca pudding. Huh? If somebody said to you, you you'd call the men in the white suits, you'd have them locked up immediately, if not sooner. Of course, in South Florida, where most people gum the food anyway and you can't taste it, what difference does it make? 27, it's easy to gum tapioca pudding and vanilla ice cream. 27 after noon at 560 WQM. Yeah, no sh- Now, look what you've done. Oh, that's up with the same dress, same dress, same dress. That's what with the same dress, mom. Squirt, squirt. Oh, that's up with the same dress, same dress, same dress. That's what with the same dress, mom. Yeah, it's fine, kid. Squirt, squirt, come. She's saving the dress like a low-life scum. Smells like doo-doo. Where's a beret for a hat? Where's a size 14 shoe? Cause she's so goddamn fat. Not that she's that pretty. She's not that bright, but she can hum on my thing just the way I like. Okay, that's our full question for the second two hours today. Who's better looking, Tom Jicker or Boca Brian? Call 32 at 560 WQM. We have two open lines in Dade, 567-0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Jim Mandich, the Mad Dog. Yes! With those pain-in-the-ass two kids who hopefully are a little older and a little less pain-in-the-ass. He'll be along for Hank from Shula State, 2 at 2 o'clock. And then we got all your Fiesta Bowl business, baby, as it just keeps on coming, man. I don't understand it. I guess I guess because America has got to have a football game on Monday night, 
even though the NFL regular season is over with. So now let's, even though it's the 4th of January, let's have another, the 400th bowl game. There you go. Here's a mobile and the Gables. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Pretty good. Uh, I was listening to you talk about, uh, or your callers talking about the um, talking shows, the sports shows down here. Yeah. And you said that they're awful. And I agree with you. But aren't they awful everywhere? I mean, what's a good market for sports talk show? All these people just call nitpick. They have no lives. They just call to talk about sports. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll be honest with you. I've never heard WFA in New York other than Imus, who doesn't talk about sports. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's this way everywhere. I mean, I, I went well, to your what, point. When you come right down to it, what is there to say? And these people that keep talking about football and want to get technical, and, you know, did the right tackle spray in his fingernail, and yeah. did the uh, left guard uh, use his right guard that morning? I mean, Jesus, I, uh, there's nothing a bunch in of the videos. world. I, I'd rather eat vanilla ice cream than listen to that. It's, it's terminal. I mean, I just listen to, like, the first five minutes, listen to, like, all the information Hank has to say, right. the fact, then I just turn it off because these people just, like, uh, piss you off. Yeah, the, the callers are the worst. Were, yeah, the Dolphins win, and they have something to bitch about. Why does Jimmy Johnson not wear a red sweater, a brown right, sweater? Right. Uh, they're a bunch of morons, you know. And you know what? You're the best. You're right. Bye bye. God bless you, sir. Okay. We have an open line in Broward two and Dave. Things are starting to really slow down. You can hear the grease on the wheels just sliding right off there. Wreck them out there, can't you? They're greasing it. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Market's up about 115. It was up 161. So don't get uh, too hysterical off the beginning of the year. Rick will tell you all the market story tomorrow. Well, let's see. Fair value was minus 550. And, oh, geez. See, this is what happens when a guy gets paid some serious money for the first time in his life for a couple of years. And all of a sudden, he discovers that he's an investor. And now he's a stock market analyst, okay? I'm, in fact, I, I'm not sure which is more boring, the computer talk or the stock market talk. If we could just wean him away from that, maybe collectively we can save the Rick and Sud show. That, no, seriously, that's my New Year's resolution. That's why my one goal, even from a selfish standpoint, so that I got something to listen to on the way to the work in the morning besides Yeldy and, you know, that, that whining, scratching the fingernails on the blackboard crab. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Happy Great. New Year. Back to you, sir. Uh, you know, you mentioned about the game between San Francisco, San Francisco game yesterday about the guy calling the game. Every time, uh, what was his John, name? Pat what? Uh, when Pat Summerall was calling the game, right? When, when every time when Steve Young would go out and make a pass, he'd say, and as Bob going back, and then it was like he never called Steve Young Steve Young. It was like Bob against Bob. Yeah. He was terrible. And, 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 you know, here's an interception which you see very clearly. He says it's incomplete. And then, like, 15 seconds later, after Green Bay's offense is coming out on the field, he and Madden are saying, oh, I think that ball was picked off. Yeah, that's right, Pat. I think you're right. It was, I mean, every major play in the game, no matter what it was that happened, he had it ass backwards. And, Neil, by the way, my 8-year-old son came up to me and said, you know, Dad, you can't have a ha without Hanukkah. Take it easy. Okay, see ya. You can't have a highway. You can't have a mezuzah without being Jewish. We have an open line in Broward, two in Dade County, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. Good morning, Neil Rogers. God. Good evening. Or afternoon, or whatever. Whatever the hell it is. Happy New Year. Happy January the fourth. Got a little bit of bad news for you. Yes. You remember a couple of weeks ago, everyone was griping and um, hollering about the little noise. About what? The little noise that transit that would come in. Well, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. A lot worse. Right. It's back. No. 
Yes, it is. It came on this time in the middle of a call. No. You mean we have a technical problem here at QAM? <laughs> God, that's a first. You better write that on your calendar. In addition to the sports programming, and I'm going to tell you something. Yes. I lived in Alabama, and they run a lot of the national sports network. Right. Two topics of discussion. The point spread or whatever the team is in the given area. Yeah. And everything that the last guy said, he stole most of it's not all of my material on there. It's terminal. Just absolutely terminal. I mean, you got the Rome show where everybody screams and yells for 45 seconds, and then he spends 15 minutes talking about how bad that call was. Yeah. Then you've got the local ones, and in the state of Alabama, it is exceptionally bad because they don't have any pro stuff, and it's Alabama and Auburn College. Everything. Well, hey, listen, we got all four of the um, pro teams here, and it doesn't make any difference. They still spend 80% of their time talking about college crap and about the Gators this and the Gator that. These, these are men here who refuse to grow up. I think that, I'd say about 80% of the men in this town just refuse to grow up. They want to continue hanging out of their childhood forever. But it's just. Not... How, how many Gator droppings can you possibly cope with in, in, in one week? Very few. God. Like minus three. In other words, if I had three less, it would all be good. Exactly. Okay, Anyhow, I'm out of material. Have a happy. See ya. Bye-bye. We have an open line at Broward, two in Dade County. Got to get Dade County rolling again. All that big audience we got in the Grove. <laughs> had to pull all our, we had to yank it in the Grove. Had to take all of our merchandise out of that store down there because they hate this show. They hate me like poison in the Grove. Wonder what the reason is for that. Five bunch of faggots. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, and pound five, sixty on a mobile one line. I guarantee you. I guarantee if I was like uh, 25 years old and looked just like Brad Pitt, I'd be number one half in the Grove. Yep. There you go. There's more to life than uh, just how you look, okay? Just ask Larry King and Don Imus and Neil Rogers. They'll tell you. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Hello. Or Aventura, wherever it is. Yes. Hello, Neil. I'm a Brazilian Jew. I'm 20 years old. Just arrived from Europe. Oh, now, <laughs> Yeah. I'm down here in FIU trying to register for classes, you know? Yeah. You know how tough this is, the lines here? And I'm down here in rain, and I went to Europe. And I went to Amsterdam, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I also went to Brussels, London, Paris. Yeah. Genève and the south Genève. of France. Right. Unbelievable. Sicilia. But the German, By the way, they're like shooting each other in Sicilia again. They had a big mob hit there the other day. Yeah. But Germany didn't like... No, it's like modern, you know? Like, uh... It's like the United States, but in the people, I hate them. Yeah, it's a great country, just a bunch of crappy people. It's kind of like Florida, okay? Beautiful place, but just a lot yeah, of crappy people. Yeah, yeah, I Okay, see my that. friend, Zygazund. Zygazund. Ha happy okay, Purim. Yeah, happy Purim. And, and don't eat too many of those good shoes. A good shoe, huh? What is it? Good shoe. Good shoe, okay. Yeah, what do you say? Get out of here. Yeshua. Yeshua. What do you say? He's chewing on it? We have uh, three open lines a day. That's all of them. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. On the mobile one line, 21 to 1 at QAM. Why don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard? I'm getting circumcised in the morning. Sight the knife is going to do the job. All right. Pull out my whopper. Stuff it in the chopper. Just get me to the bris on time. I'm getting ready for a tip clip. Going from 10 inches down to 9. I don't want to beg ya, but off with the smegma, get me to the bris on time. Okay. If I am bleeding, mop up the floor. If I am bragging, snip off four inches more. Whoa! 
I'm getting shortened in the morning. Kinda sucks cause I'm turning 49. I'm kinda bluish, but if I must be Jewish, you gotta get me to the bris. Get me to the bris. For Christ's sake, I mean God's sake, get me to the bris. He is sick. 1243 at 560 WQM, just the way we like it. Real sick here on his show. We have all the day lines open. Are these lines working now? I mean, these people must be hand over fist trying to call in here to rave about the goddamn return of Rick and Tuds to the airwaves this morning and to complain about the goddamn Brooke Daniels show in the <laughs> afternoons, huh? Come on, let's get going again. And somebody even mentioned the Mr. Ego this morning on that show, which uh, gave me goosebumps to think that somebody might be listening. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Neil, I have a question for you. I hope you can help me. I'm talking about a defensive linebacker by the name of Michael Stewart from the Dolphins. I haven't heard anything about him this year, and my sister would like to know. I'm kind of doing her a favor this morning. Can you help me? Is he related to Napoleon Kaufman by any chance? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, what does that mean? Well, what are you talking about? What language well, I'm talking are you about speaking? Michael Stewart. Who the hell He's is a... that? Pardon? Who is that? He's a defensive backer. So, so what about him? Well, what is the question? The question is... This isn't a sport, so I don't give a crap about defensive backs on the Dolphins. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, is he still on the Dolphins? Do you listen to this show? Do you listen to this show? Thank you, Neil. Do you listen to this show? Do I listen to their show? Thank you. What? Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Are we having a conversation? Yes, Neil, we are. Let me explain why I'm asking. No, no. Do you listen to this show? Can you believe that? Can you? Can we? This is the. This is my first broadcast of the new year, my 400th year on the air in Miami, and here is a woman who is the epitome of this town. Okay, was she listening? No. Did she make any sense? No. Does she listen to this show? No. Could she carry a conversation? No. Did she get the point I was trying to make here? This isn't a sports show. I don't know Michael Stewart from Ron Stewart. Okay. I don't know Michael Stewart from Stewart Alsop. And this woman is hocking me a chinic, and she won't she won't take a breath to listen for one second. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Did everybody else get it? Yeah. Okay, as usual, odd man out. Here's Miami. Hello. Oh, that's that woman that you got. Maybe got him a faggot. Yeah. But uh, happy New Year, Neil. I listen to. Uh... What what the hell does that mean? Faggots aren't sports fans. Do you you want to call this show and perpetuate some ugly, grotesque stereotype yeah. of some mincing, lip-wristed queen just because you might be? No, just because she's a woman. That was it. Just a pain in the ass. Okay, we have an open line in a Broward and two. So it's another stereotype he wants to uh, perpetuate of uh, women hating uh, faggots. Okay. Just like women loving bull dykes. Well, what is this man? He was probably in the Grove. He was the one. Closet caller from the Grove. Get out of here, sweetheart. Go take some butch-up lessons and get out of my puss. 5670560. Oh, See, I should have known. In the first two and a half hours was an aberration this morning. I don't know where the hell it came from. They must have had it pent up from these last two holiday weekends. They must have had a little bit of material. But now, by 1230, it's very obvious it's gone. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uh, Neil, for the lady two callers ago, in bitch. Yeah. 
Okay, and now. Well, I mean, what what kind of a conversation I, was that? I don't that? know where even if I knew going. My, even if I knew or cared about Michael Stewart, I mean, she's not listening to a word that I'm saying to her. Neil, for my sister. Yeah. Well, put your sister on the phone. Here's something for your sister. You. Yeah, go back where you came from, yeah. sister. Send her back exactly. to the convent. All right, to get to my Penguin point bitch. now. Yeah. All right. In the game the other this day, San Francisco, bike. the 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 Sparta who caught the touchdown pass. What's yeah. his name? I don't. I, it, I don't it remember really who the one dropped the other uh, twenty passes. Whatever. Right. Number eighty he dropped, on. I he dropped twenty in a row. And he catches one and he's crying. And then Madden's saying, "It's not about money." The first thing he does when he takes his helmet off is he checks for his diamond earring because he yeah. thinks his little faggot earring fell off. Yeah. Well, he, he plays like, in San Francisco. For it, Steve Young. What do you want? Yeah. But it's not about money. Did you, did you see the Bud Light spot on it? It was one of the great spots I've ever seen where they got this uh, dark-complected jock who just signed this multi-million dollar contract. Did you see it? And, they, and the guy says, I've got the last Bud Light in the world here. How much would you give me for the last Bud Light? And the guy says, oh, uh, how about a million dollars? And he said, okay. And then you see him sitting there with a million, and he says to his agent, how much I got left now? I loved it. Greatest spot in the history of the human race. Uh, have a great day, pal. Quit being such a goofball. What am I looking for? Well, I'm looking for the name of the wide receiver, number 81. It caught the big touchdown pass there to win a game in the final three seconds of the game. Nice going there, Steve Young. You know what they say about Steve Young, don't you? Terrell, oh, yeah. Terrell Owen. Who is it? Terrell Owen. Terrell Owen. Now, is that Terrell or Terrell? How come it's Terrell Buckley, but it's Terrell Owen? I thought it was Terrell, but yesterday they were saying Terrell. Oh, they were saying that. So you're going to believe something that Pat Summerall and John Madden said in that game yesterday? No. The worst broadcast in the history of it. And I love John Madden and Pat Summerall. Don't get me wrong. But they must have been on the jungle juice out there or something. Or maybe Pat's just back on the ordinary regular juice. Maybe he's, uh, you know, I mean, totally incoherent. Thank you so much, Joe, for whatever you just said. What do you say, Jesse Owens? We have an open line at Broward all of Dade. They're out of it now. Five six seven oh five sixty. We're not going to make it till two o'clock. I better, better get mad at you here an hour early because these people have got nothing to say to me. They want to talk football, baby. The Dolphins. The Dolphins got a gift. Yeah, they got a nice gift there on Saturday. They'll take it. Thank you. They want to talk Super Bowl. They want to talk about those bowl games. They want to talk about that big Fiesta Bowl and that redneck Bobby Bowden. Yeah, that's what made me sick to my stomach. I'm watching Imus this morning for whatever reason. I don't know. Because I've already spent the four minutes reading both newspapers from cover to cover, whatever there was to read. And he's oh, do we like anybody in that game tonight? Do we like uh, either one of those teams? Oh, yeah, we like, I like uh, Florida State. I like Bobby Bowden. I like, you know, stop mumbling already, okay, Donna? We don't want to hear about how you were out there on the goddamn farm again. He was out on the ranch trying to get the goddamn mamoo cows to come back, whatever he was doing. Oh, Jesus. And this guy's making a big buck. He's on worldwide TV on MSNBC. And I'm sitting here talking to myself in Miami. Here's a man who was great 20 years ago who is, I guarantee you, if they brought a physician in there, certifiable right now. They could, they could bring in the coroner right now and certify him as dead. Imus. Easily. And he's raking in the millions. They just re-signed him to another 30-year. I mean, talk about being an optimist. It's like all those old people taking their Christmas, going into Kmart today after Christmas to buy next year's Christmas decorations, you know, 90% off. Talk about being an optimist, Grandpa. I wouldn't be counting my uh, Christmases until they, until they hatch, until the first snow starts falling in Peoria. Here's Pompano. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Good evening. Uh, good night. I'm, I'm, uh, good night, nurse. I, I did listen to Rick and Suds this morning. Here's another one. Oh! All right. Except, uh, you know, they shot themselves in the foot. They moved Rick and Suds to the morning and said that, uh, 
What's her name on in the afternoon? Yeah. Oh. The Jeffy bitch, yeah. Thank God for Jack Cole. Give me something to listen to. Oh, boy. Now you're really desperate. <laughs> hey, uh, are you... You Palm Beach people. Have you been paying attention to the, the alleged sexual harassment lawsuit against Phil Henry? No. By this uh, dyke, uh, Tammy Bryce. No. Yeah, he he faxed us this stuff on it. She, she sued everybody in sight out there. Just a bunch of crap. She Allegedly, he made some remarks to her at his wedding. At his yeah. own wedding. Yeah, it's a pile of crap. It is a pile of crap. Mm-hmm. And then she sued his wife. She she's suing everybody in sight, this bitch. And have a great day. Okay, that was the end of that. Somebody's horn is stuck out here, by the way. I just thought I'd mention that because it's getting on my nerves almost as much as those little kids at the hockey game jumping up and down in front of my puss. Open line of day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Maybe somebody else out there has got what I've got. Let's talk about illnesses, okay? Worked for Rick this morning. He had a call from some old lady talking about taking wonton soup. Yeah, I've had this, uh, this is like a, I know what it is, and why am I going to waste my money going to see my good friend Dr. Mark when I know exactly what he's going to tell me? But it's a nice drive down there anyway. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, how's it going, man? Great. Good. I, I don't know if this guy's on your station, but is it right to make fun of other DJs on your station? We don't have cool? DJs on this station. Oh, we're going to call. In the old days of QM, we had DJs. We had Robbie Young. He's dead. We got to have Rick Shaw. No more DJs. What's that guy's name? He's that schmuck with the goatee who's also on TV, the sports guy. The schmuck with a beard? With a goatee? He's got a little goatee. All he is, he talks in such monotone, and all his idiot callers do the same thing. We have a schmuck with a goatee on this station. We don't have anybody like that. Maybe he's not on your station. He's syndicated throughout the whole planet. You know, he's that sports guy. He is such an idiot, and his callers try to call him up and imitate him. With oh, you're talking kid. about Jim Rome. Exactly. He's not on this station. Thank God. What's your opinion on that guy? I hate him. This guy, you could say, boy, nice day out there today. Oh, but there's cumulus clouds on the horizon. This guy is, is tries so desperately to make everything controversial. You talk about contrived controversy. He makes me sick to my stomach. Isn't he the guy that that wrestler beat up or a baseball player or something on the air? Oh, I don't know. I hope yeah. so. I sure he hope was, so. He was calling some uh, some guy, a Chris Everett Lloyd, and he kept on saying it, he kept on saying it, and the guy smushed him right on the air. Good. Excellent. That's, that's the best news I've heard all year, even though the year's early. Oh, Thank you. Next Next question for you. Yeah. Um, just turned you on two seconds ago. What's the story with uh, Rick and Suds? They're on your station now. Yeah. Oh, they are. And they, they were going to bring in. They were going to bring in Raniere, but then uh, the negotiations fell apart at the last minute because they kept <laughs> insisting on saying Uga Booga on every break, and they didn't want to allow them to. So they're bringing yeah. Rick and Suds in. That's pretty funny too. Um, that other chick that you keep on uh, playing that clip of her laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she is. So talentless. Yes. How is she on the air? Because because uh, they had nobody else to put on. It's as simple as that. They, 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 hired her the, they hired her the first time. They re realized the audience reaction was so universally hostile and negative that they blew her out of there. And then uh, they had nobody to put on. So Peter Bolger, who's an idiot, runs into her at a tire store. They're, they're getting tires. And he said, oh, uh, how'd you like to come back? She said, okay. And that's a true story. <laughs> that's the way it works at Clear Channel. If you work cheap, we'll give you a chance to come back. And by the way, I'm from New York, and I know WSIN pretty well. It's almost the same idiots call up, but they, they're a little bit more knowledgeable. Oh, isn't that sad? I, right, say, I say no more sports radio come the millennium. That's what I say. Sounds good to me. Okay. Take care, Neil. See you. I mean, I'm, you know, we don't want to put these people on the street because I'm sure not Defo can get another job, right? Yes. And uh, Hank, he can talk about anything, right? Yes. Now, Geldy. No. Oh. And what about Little Dog? No. Uh, yeah. And Mandich, he's, you know, he could just go on here and tell dirty stories. Yes. There you go. He's great. It's not personal. It's business. It's just this whole idea, the whole concept. Maybe it's just being done wrong. Maybe that's the problem.
but it is just uh, terminal with these chronic compulsive gamblers talking just grotesque. I mean, you're talking not just mini-casting. You're talking about a bunch of people you could put in a broom closet who have any interest. And, what, you know, when you consider the number of people who might be betting on that same game, you know, what's the odds on a fairly Dickinson uh, Vassar game, huh? Seriously, how many people could even know that there are such places, much less be betting? What's the line on the RPI Union New York hockey game tonight, huh? Anybody know? No. You could you could fill a phone booth and have it half empty. You could have room for Al Goldstein and Fat Rich left over in there with the number of people who care about that. And this is the kind of crap that they call in about. Here's a mobile in uh, Juneau Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah, I had a comment on that uh, San Francisco game, too. Um, Pat Summerall, I, I usually think, does a pretty good job. I love Pat Summerall, but he's, you know, 100 years old. I think maybe he's lost it. I, I can't stand Madden, but I, I watched... It was a pretty entertaining game. Right, it was and a great game. I watched game. the whole thing. I'm getting ready to eat dinner, and they say it's an interception, Green Bay, so I go ahead and, and walk to my kitchen table. Next thing I know is a touchdown of uh, Steve Young to Terrell Owens. I'm like, right. what the hell? Um they're saying there's interceptions when there's not, and there's no interceptions. Oh, every player had wrong. You're thinking of the fumble by Jerry Rice, which was a fumble, but the officials are getting blue because we don't have instant replay. And so they say, oh, no, it's, uh, you know, he had it. He was down, which he wasn't. Yeah, but earlier in the game, Green Bay intercepted, too, and they didn't even say nothing. Uh, it bounced off one guy's hand. Right, Green right. That, that, they... that was the first of a series of about ten in a row. Pat had a real streak going there. That was about ten in a row that it, whatever happened, he told you the opposite. And the, but like, like, like there was one play where the Niners got a first down. I think it was on that same on the game-winning drive. Yes, yeah, right. And really clearly it was a first down, and somewhere else says, oh, they came up short. And, and they and were like looked, three yards past it. Yeah, right. And the other question I got for you, I was at the Panther game uh, this weekend, and I made a decision. I've got to get up to um, uh, see the Leafs play before they get in the new building. When is their last game up there? Uh, February 19th is the first game in the new building, so it's, uh, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but, if, you know, in the middle okay. of February. And if I do decide to go out there, is there a problem getting tickets? Nah, like nah they, they'll be scalping out there on, uh, on Carlton Street right in front of the gardens. You get all the tickets you want. I think i got to get there and check out a game in a real place before, I, uh, before they close that Nothing place like it. All right. Have a good day, Neil. Okay, have a good one, Ray. Yeah. 1257 at 560 WQAM. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, boy. It's the one to two hour. He's a cartoon character on the run from the law. He's the cop who's out to get it. Darn cheap guns. Never work when you need them. It's a race against time. Uh, uh, uh. Can he prove his innocence? <laughs> What's up, John? I am not Doc Witcher Kimball. A must-see movie says Cisco Lieber and Roger Rabbit. He's a U.S. Marshal. Oh! About to bring in one cartoon character. I've been wrongly accused. Uh... The Now showing the theaters everywhere. It's a minute after one at 560 WQM. Jim Mandich in for the vacationing Hank Goldberg from Shula Stake 2 coming up at 2 o'clock. Then we got the foreplay for the Fiesta Bowl starting at 6, the game at 820. It's FSU in Tennessee. Any interest? I hope not. Any interest? No. Good. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward. 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. God, you know, I'm going to finish up by telling you what you do for me, but... Let's start with uh, that guy. Uh, it was uh, Jim Everett, the quarterback that Jim that Rome was talking to. That's and he Everett, yeah. Christie, and he punched him on the air. He said, "If you call me Chris again, I'll hit you." And he oh, did. Oh, he did. All right, I love it. 
And uh, unfortunately, it, it, didn't hit him hard enough. But better luck next time. No, that's his only claim to fame, man. That stupid goatee. Now they're all doing it on SportsCenter, ESPN. They're all growing the goatee. But uh, they're still boring. Yeah, very. I was trying to call you over the holidays to see if uh, you saw Kay uh, when you were taking requests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe you could do that later if okay. you would. And uh, the other thing is, I was watching the game. One, one receiver catches a pass for nine yards after dropping two of them. He jumps up and he's yelling and he's doing all this. And I'm thinking, you know what, Neil is absolutely right. They, they make fools of themselves. Absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. Well, when is that going to stop? It's not. Did you hear what Madden said about all that? No. He said when he was when he was the uh, when he was coaching, he told the players when it when it plays over, go back to the huddle, or if it's change of position, get off the sideline. Don't stand there. Don't make an issue. Don't talk to anybody. Don't don't mess with anyone. And, and if you do it again, show. I'll send you back on the bus in the parking lot. And you'll be way in the back of it too. Can you imagine how far back they see if they did that to Lombardi? It's the nineties, baby. Oh, it, it's unbelievable. It's got to stop, though. It's stupid. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. If you catch a pass that wins a touchdown, a touchdown wins the play, wins the game, that's one thing. But a nine-yard pass, give me a break. Okay, have a great day. Did you say that like more than once? I think. Yes. Okay, we got two lines left on the board. We got fifty-three minutes, fifty-seven minutes. Well, we got a long way to go here, baby. It's an uphill ride from here till two o'clock today. Now we're back to our usual post-neurosis Monday. Five and and, not, and you notice nobody with the chicken soup, nobody with any assistance for my little uh, feverish condition without the fever, this clammy feeling, this whatever it is going around. Nobody cares that much about me. They care about Rick and his goddamn cold. They care enough about that that brought that call about the wanton soup this morning. She'd be wanting it. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Plantation. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, Grad up in Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State, and I just wanted to share with you a couple things about Columbus that Miami could learn from. Yes. All right. 1957, some people wanted to pass a tax initiative to get a new arena built in downtown Columbus. Yeah. They said no. No. 1973, they said no. 1984, they said no. 1992, no. they no. said no. no. Yeah. 1996, uh, six or seven, either last year or two years ago, they get an NHL expansion team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. All right. They have a uh, MLS soccer team, the Columbus Crew. No. They want a one cent tax increase to build a new arena no. and stadium no. downtown no. Columbus. No. No. And they said, no. So what did they do? No. This time. Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody said, well, if it's such a great idea, let's finally build an arena. Mm -hmm. And Nationwide Insurance built an arena, zero tax dollars. And we have our arena downtown. So you have the Nationwide Insurance Yentl Renta Center? It's just the Nationwide Center, that's right. Great. And uh, the nicest thing well, we got the National uh, Car Rectal Center. It, it, it sounds nicer, doesn't it? But two, two uh, such nice things about it. One, not a single tax penny on it. Yeah. And two, they got passed. Yeah, you're talking about Columbus, Ohio. There's people there under the age of 100. Why, why would you be comparing Columbus, Ohio with this place where the median age is death? where the politicians are all a bunch of banana boat people who never met something that they couldn't steal. I mean, well, what's the comparison? The comparison are two cities, and Columbus is a small hit, co a small hit college, and everyone thinks. But there's a lot of good stuff going on over there. Right. So I just, but we're not allowed to have too much good stuff going on here. You don't understand. It's written into the bylaws. This is uh, <laughs> a tropical depression, man. 
pretty sad. This is the price you pay for not having all the uh, 20 feet of snow. This is the price you got to pay. You got to make a sacrifice. That's true. That's that's why I'm still down here, by the way, because no one like. This is the only thing we got, man. This is the only thing we got is the weather. Do we have anything under the sun besides the weather? No. Nothing else. Absolutely, positively, nothing else. One thing about Columbus, though, we were talking about as well. Oh, you do have Doug McLean, so good luck to you. He's a hard ass. Exactly. Well, we'll see. You would have liked Marty Straka. We still would have Marty Straka on the Panthers. <laughs> more for that goddamn Doug McLean, okay? I hope Tim Horton stops his petition drive. <laughs> have a great day, pal. Thank good luck you. to you. Okay. There's a guy who's going to school at Ohio State, a real university, in a real goddamn college town, in, in like a real place. Of course, we got the Hurricanes here. We have two open lines in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. In fact, those crime statistics that they came up with that are supposed to be way down, they left off the the U of M campus this year. No, it was an interesting piece I saw on A&E, by the way, with the uh, very uh, looking-down-his-nose condescending Bill Curtis. I love A&E, but I'm really sick of him. I've had Bill Curtis until I can't. You know, he always acts like he's lecturing to you, you know, with that real super serious, you know, like, I'm smart and you're dumb. But they had a thing about how they're phoning up all the crime statistics because the Chamber of Commerce likes it that way. And then and, and to make it also politically look like they're doing a great job, you know, cleaning up all the violent crime. So they're showing all of these crimes, like in Philadelphia was one place, and I think Detroit was another, where they're just not reporting a lot of crimes that are serious crimes, but they're, like, classifying them as not. So, so all these... Crime statistics, even like in Miami, where they're killing people like left and right in Liberty City. Here it is, another one there. Here's another body. Here's another one. Here's a couple over there. Oh, the crime stats are way down. It's really safe. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a bunch of bullcrap. Not that, not that politicians would ever lie to you. Here's Miramar. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. Hey, Neil. I'm uh, calling to tell you that I tried to rent that movie. Uh... Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I can't seem to find it nowhere. Well, it's probably every everybody's uh, yanked it out. And the yeah, movie too. Yeah. All these people that say they don't listen to you, they they it must have gone out. It puts the in the basket. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, every time I hear that, my kids love that. I say that to them, and they, they like they go crazy. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah, two different versions, by the way. I have to listen very astutely. It puts the yeah. lotion in the basket. Yeah. Okay, I know your kids are really sharp as a tech when they get both versions. I've, I've been to Blockbuster and I can't seem to rent it. I mean, they don't have it. You know, it's out. Well, maybe somebody only... will call in and we'll find out where we can get some for you. Okay. No sé si echarle papel en el toilet porque se tupe. Okay. Go clean it up. We have an open line in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's eight minutes after one of QM. Spread them and say cheese. This is Debbie. Hello, hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my, uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm-hmm. I don't know that they would do it right puts away. the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Mm-hmm. Laser surgery. Mm-hmm. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. 
Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay, um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay, um... My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little Mommy. information from you, okay? Mommy. Mommy. It right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it life? puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment, or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit and nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to it puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you in the tram, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? 113 at 560 WQM. Somebody ought to tell that asshole, that representative Kennedy, that Pete Bolger lookalike, that Charles Kennedy, that uh, Florida Yahoo. Great editorial in the Sun Sentinel, by the way. It was yesterday, oh! day, whenever it was. Representative Kennedy needs thicker skin if he's going to eat in public. This story about the waitress, Carol West, Carolee Westcott. He was eating in Lakeland in the Olive Garden. First of all, when you find out that this asshole was eating in the Olive Garden, does that tell you everything you need to know about him? Yes. Yeah. A man with no publicity and taste to match, with no personality and taste to match. Yes. And he bitched the waitress out because he overheard her saying something to somebody else about these right-wing lunatics that are trying to drum Clinton out of office who will not listen to the public. And he got all bent out of shape. And she went over to her credit. She told him right to his puss what she thought. And it says, what happened next is unclear, although Westcott said she was fired on the spot for what management deemed her inappropriate conduct. Olive Garden management denies that she was fired and said she merely was sent home to cool off and could have her job back if she wants it. Kennedy reportedly has requested she not be fired. Now that this story is out in public and everybody sees what a real little asshole this guy is. Charles Kennedy. He's an asshole. A little piece of turd. And like I said... Survey eating at the Olive Garden serves you right, you little jerk. Because anybody that would eat at the Olive Garden also must love vanilla ice cream. In fact, I'm surprised that they don't serve it right alongside with the uh, spaghetti. Big bowl of spaghetti and a big tub of vanilla ice cream right side by side. Perfect match at the Olive Garden. All I can say about that place is... We have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Did you, you did not read the Miami Herald sports section today? Yes, I did. Did you see? What did I miss? Page 5D as in Dawkins. This is a first time, long time, Neil, and this thing is so fresh that you've just got to read this thing on the, on the air. So fresh about what? What are you talking about? Read the article. Or I could read it to you. I got it. Dawkins still interested after all these years. Uh, let's see. A never a dull moment in the life of former NBA center Daryl Dawkins, who turns 42, who at age 18 signed a $7 million NBA contract, a, um, a seven-year contract worth a million dollars, been divorced three times, recently filed for bankruptcy. I'm not butt naked or hungry, he said. Don't feel sorry for Daryl. He's coaching now the Winnipeg Cyclone and the International Basketball Association, a step below the CBA and the USBL. And, uh, I'm Keep not going. Not. Next, next paragraph. Winnipeg is the coldest place in the world. It was so cold on the Greyhound bus, the dog got off the side and got in the back. Go on to the next one where it says, 
I'm his coach with the Sixers, Sixers, Gene Shue. Yeah, I don't know why Gene's not dead, because we used to kill him. One time I came into the locker room at halftime, Billy Cunningham, George McGinnis, and Joe Bryant. We were all smoking, so I went over and I took a beer. Gene said, what are you doing? I said, they're smoking, I'm drinking. He'd say, run, we'd walk. He'd say, walk, we'd run. Me, uh, if I don't like what you say, I'm going to drop you like in the WWF. I just thought you might like that one. Yeah, and then and in rumors he took drugs as a player. I played five years in Italy, so I speak perfect Italian. Never took a class. Can't do that if you're screwed up. Hey, what do you want? The guy speaks perfect Italian. Leave him alone. Oh! Teach him the baffangulo, okay? So what was the point? Okay, Dade County open 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I got the flu. I'm dying over here. Yeah, me too. I, although I don't have, like, the full-blown. I just got the uh, half-blown. Oh, I got the uh, full-blown, and it's not as much fun as you would think. Yeah. Um, public service. Silence of the Lambs is on Lifestyle, Saturday night, 11 o'clock. Tape, tape, tape. All right. So, uh, old baldy. You mean Lifetime? It's lifestyle? What is Lifestyle? Lifestyle, Lifetime, whatever the hell that lifetime. Uh, the channel is. Lifetime. They're going to put that on, on, ex, on ex, uh, unclipped? They're gonna, they're gonna butcher it up. They're not gonna put that on there. It's a, a cable channel. A lifetime is kind of like, huh? It says R in the TV guide. Well, I, I, well, we'll see. Well, George is gonna mean, oh, they're gonna cut out. It doesn't matter. They write, they put the, the rating that the movie had when it was yeah. released. Oh, really? They're, they're, they're gonna it chop it. But at, at any rate, it's something. And I'm sure you're gonna be able to hear him say, "It puts the lotion in the basket." So that's all you need. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Neil. thanks for the good news. Open line at Broward, all three in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Anybody in this crowd ever watched the Lifetime Network? No. Not if I can help it. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing, buddy? Great. I got a couple things for you. I uh, First of all, I, I forgot all about Rick and Suds this morning. I didn't even listen to them. Yeah. But I'd like put a block in my mind on that station ever since Steve Kane was on there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't listen to it. Well, he's but, gone. The coast is clear. He's gone. I'll, uh, I'll listen tomorrow. Another thing, i got to tell you about my experience at the Panther game on Saturday night. Yes, sir. I had a couple extra tickets, so I had a brainstorm. I figured, hey, I'll sell them and, um, you know, right outside the arena and um, go inside, put the money in my pocket, and have a good time. I'm just about ready to sell it. I'm not scalping them. I'm just trying to sell them for 25 bucks a piece. And some maniac comes up to me from the arena and says, hey, if yeah, okay, listen, don't, don't do it again, okay? Another boring story. I don't I want to keep hearing these same stories. It's boring. Don't you understand? The boring police have got you. <laughs> Just Thursday, we had, a, you know, the same kind of call. Somebody else, quit scalping tickets out there. There's no scalping allowed. This isn't Toronto. This isn't a real place. This is a goody two-shoes place, and they're running around out there watching where you scratch, what you sell, what you buy. Just to cut the crap. The guy with the fanny pack will come running out there. The secure, Mr. Security, he'll come running after you, which I hope you run fast. Stay the hell away from him. We have an open line in Broward, two in Dade, five, six, seven. I mean, see, that's, that's just what I'm talking about. It's like the gambling calls on the sports shows. It's boring, sir. It's the re- repetition. It's like everybody gets a speeding ticket. Call this show and tell me you got a speeding ticket, okay? You'll be on for like a less than a half a second, right? Yes. Get out of here. Terminal. I'd rather sit here and like play mumbly pegs with myself than hear any more of these goddamn stories about people trying to scalp tickets. Stop scalping, okay? Leave that to the goddamn Indians. Here's a mobile in Naples. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I'm a transplant from Boca to Naples. I don't know if that's an uphill move or a downhill move. Well, how long you been there? Uh, ten months. And? 
and I love it. Yeah, what's not to like? No, it's a nice place. It's okay. Listen, uh, I wanted to tell you, I tried to call Friday. Sedentary, yeah. And I could not get through because everybody wanted to suck around for the ticket. Couldn't get through on Friday? I make make one. I wasn't here on Friday. Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday. Wednesday and by the way, I wasn't here on Friday. I noticed we're driving over to the hockey game Friday morning, and they were playing a best of tape, which nobody bothered telling me about that until well, until a pregame for the hockey game. Away, it was when you were giving away your club seats, right, for the Dolphin game. But well, I you could couldn't get, get through, through here as soon as I give anything away. But you won't hear that again for a long time on the show. I called one time today. I get through with one ring. Right. Oh yeah. There's uh, so, there we have plenty of open lines here. No problem. There you have it. And I'll give you a little parting uh, silence of the lambs for those people who can't find the tape. Yeah. It puts the lotion on its legs, or it gets the hose again. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Oh, that's beauty. That's right. I've forgotten that line. That's the best. Oh! <laughs> oh, that was a good reading, too. Nice job, sir. Dade County, like the guy said, all three lines in Dade are wide open there, wherever the hell those lines go to. Mobile, uh, Naples, uh, Mobiles, uh, Fort Myers, God only knows. Uranus, 5670560 and Pop 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Weston, hello. Weston. Neil. Yes, sir. Oh. I went to the game on Saturday, and I go to like almost like every other game out there for the Panthers. Yes. Why don't they ever show anything on them nice screens they got except for the people in the crowd? You know, why can't they show any of the... Like, uh, like you mean the out-of-town score, something that might be informative? No, like uh, replays yeah. of like penalties or anything. I mean, it, you know... It's, you know, it's a joke. Because the people that are running the joint aren't hockey people. That's very obvious, or we would be able to see the goal lights when a goal is scored. And, you know, I can keep repeating the same thing every day, but it's like the guy that called about his uh, scalping ticket. It's boring. Nothing is ever going to be done there because the organization doesn't care about the fans, number one. And the people who are running the joint, whether it's the Sunrise or whoever is in charge of that place, they know nothing from what's going on in there. Is that why you stop going? Huh? Is that why you stopped going? I didn't stop going. I was just out of town. I wasn't here. Oh. I haven't stopped. Why would I stop going? You think I'm going? You think I'm going to stop going just because I got a bunch of pain in the ass people in front of me that keep bringing in twenty kids from the neighborhood and sitting them on their lap and holding them up in the ear while the game is on? You think that's enough to make me stop going? No. In your lifetime, your worst nightmare. I mean, you could look around the whole goddamn. There's nineteen thousand two hundred people in that joint when the place is packed, and many nights it is. And everybody's sitting in their seat, like, dutifully uh, sitting on their ass. And the only place in the joint is Section 101. They're all in front of me. And they're holding them up. And they're jumping up and down like a goddamn uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Like a Mexican jumping bean. First, there were two kids. Then there was four. God only knows how many there's going to be for that leap game a week from Wednesday. They'll probably have the whole goddamn neighborhood of kids in there. Here's a mobile in uh, on the alley. Hello. And he, yeah, he just crapped out. Like I said, call us back. Open line at Broward, all 500 in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Boca. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. I don't know if this has come up yet. Uh, I was in 7-Eleven in Boca yesterday, Glades and 2nd Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend had a uh, craving, excuse me, my wife had a craving for a Slurpee. And I'm standing in line there, and I look up at the little TV monitor, and there you are. WQAM, Neil Rogers. Nothing yeah, somebody be- called me about that last week, and I guess the uh, 7-Eleven, who's, that, who's ever in charge of uh, putting that stuff in the 7-Eleven, they did it after I first came here, 
and they were naive enough to believe that if they did it, that this station would pay for the promotion to keep doing it, and of course they didn't. So we'll take all the free promotion we can get. Well, it must have been updated, because at the bottom it, it says in the little quotes, it puts the lotion in the basket. All right, I love it. So I said, Neil's getting it. It's maybe uh, the dregs of society at 7-Eleven, but you're getting promotion. Beauty. Take care, Neil. Thanks Have a good, good news. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, the Dow's only up 58 points. The Nasdaq's up 26. All these tech people, man, I can't stand them. Can you imagine? And these is uh, Amazon.com's like 340 bucks a share or some ridiculous amount. All the people with the tech stocks, we won't hear from them because they're all wealthy and retired and buying islands and planets and stuff now. But the Dow, which was up 167 uh, or something like that. But Rick Riley will give you all the information on that tomorrow morning. So have no fear. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call up Rick uh, after the show when I go home today and have a little investment discussion with him, see if he can't take care of all my finances for me. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing? That uh, movie Silence of the Lambs was filmed up filmed up in uh, Periopolis, where I was from. In where? Skinny per Atlas? Periopolis in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, never the heard house, of it. The house looks really freaky outside and everything. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know. Okay, thank you. It puts the lotion in the basket. What did he say? It was filmed in the Keysport? I think that's what he just said, something like that. We have an open line at Broward 2 and Day. The audience is very, very out of material today. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Coral Gables. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got a great story for you. Yeah. Went to a Jewish wedding, and they told me I had to put a Yamaha on, you know? Oi! Yeah, you had to drive in on a Yamaha, right? Right, so I refused to put it on. If you so drive it on a Harley, they kick your ass out. You have to go in. If you, you can't go in unless you have one on. So. Well, it was an Orthodox Jewish wedding. You better Whatever. clarify that. Cause listen, I'll... listen, listen. So I I'm stuck, listening. I stuck it on, and they had the ceremony. Everything's done. Yeah. They're, and then, you know, they're Did they having... check to see if you were circumspect? No, they didn't, they didn't check that. So then they're uh, serving hors d'oeuvres, and everything's going on. And the door flies open, and I look in the temple, and there's guys, cooks, pushing carts of food, no Yamahas on. Uh, fixing a, a blanket or going down the aisle way, trays of food. Everyone's you know running around. Waiters, yeah. waitresses, they don't they don't know what's going on. What's that? What's up with that? Well, what does that mean? They don't know what's going on. What are you talking they, about? The cooks didn't have to wear Yamaha. No, of course not. Because when it comes, don't you understand? It was a Jewish thing. When the food is involved, then all of a sudden they uh, you know don't care anymore. And, and don't you get it? They were pushing it. Plates of, plates of right. Plates of bacon going down the aisle way. Right. Cheeseburgers with bacon. Okay, I'm glad you had a good time, sir. Boy. Oh, my God. So weak. So very, very weak. It's enough to make me uh, feel like I have palsy. In fact, when I came in this morning, I already felt. We have an open line in Broward, 2 and date, 5670560. Pound. That's right. you got to start talking a lot more Jewish now, okay? Start talking with that phony New York-sounding <laughs> Jewish accent. Come on. Like I felt real bad. Oh, she is. I, just, I, I get the willies just thinking about the fact that she could possibly be on the air. And what makes me get the willies even worse is knowing that someday at home she might call me again, but at least thank God I got my caller ID. Oh, good gravy. Where do these people come from? 127 at 560 WQA. <laughs> I need help. Hey, kids. Are you tired of that neighborhood bully? He stole my lunch money. Ah, shut up, kid. And tell your mom to hold the mail next time. Next time, fight back. But he's bigger than me. No, no, no. Just tell mom next time she hits the candy aisle at the grocery store, pick up a pack of new Shop Cat candy bars. Shop Cat? Yes, it's a new candy bar made entirely from recycled cow dung. Guaranteed to turn your stomach. 
So next time... All right, kids, give me a lunch. No, no. Please don't take it. Just shut up and hand it over. Okay, here you go. But whatever you do, please don't eat my candy bar. Hey, cool. Ah, this tastes like shit. So, you want my lunch tomorrow, too? We got a hunch. You gotta blow lunch when you take a bite of that shit cat bar. All right, 130 at 560 WQM. Jim Mandich coming along at 2 this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Hammer and Hank Goldberg hangs on vacation. Mandich will be over there at Chula Steak, too. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, you know, filling the usual void that Hank would leave there as far as eating the food. And then we got the pregame show at 6 o'clock because tonight is the Fiesta Bowl. Ready for another bowl game? No. FSU and Tallahassee. Yeah, I mean, and uh, whatever it is, Tennessee. No. Tennessee and uh, Knoxville. Here's a lady in Pembroke Pines. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, ma'am. You? Yes, I am. Hi. Uh, this is an exactly on the subject, but it is pertinent in a way. It's what? It's pertinent. Uh, you were pushing to have uh, Rick Riley on the, to, to take the place in the morning, right? Rick Riley to take the place of the uh, worst team? No, Rick Riley and Suds. Yeah. To, uh, come on. Well, let me tell you this. I'm an avid listener. I'm stuck in the habit of listening to you for as long as you're here. Damn it. Yeah. Now, one, <laughs> now one thing. I know you, you're a team player, and it's important to have people that track people although I think you track for lower class than you do. Now, he is a terrible and here, here I swear what, what what are you talking about? Who's terrible? What, what, what Rick, language do you be speaking? I'm sorry, I'm I'm nervous. You're too Rick, you're talking too fast. I oh, can't be oh, following you, ma'am. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. There you go. Rick Riley has made the remark. Yes. Oh, we were out of town. And he made the remark. Maybe the answer to our problems, you know, in the country and all is to give everybody black and white, you know, I start over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Everybody, that is, except the Jews, because they got all the money and they control everything. Yeah. And uh, et cetera. That won't So what's uh, what's your point? Well, I don't think I'd rather you, you didn't push him for to, to have the job. No, no, we're not pushing Rick Riley. We want Mike Ranieri, not Rick Riley. Oh, I thought you were pushing him, and he's really no way. I wouldn't he... push him off the elevator unless oh, the shaft was open. Oh, thank God, because it just. It's just not. I, I can't take it. I, I couldn't spare it. Are you and, Are you and, saying and, that and, Rick Riley is anti-Semitic? Is that what you're saying? You bet your life. And he gives and what's his, his uh, sidekick like Job Spuds, yeah. No, no, like George, like George has the guy who clears the calls. Go Andy. What's oh, his name? Andy. Uh, Andy. Uh, Andy uh, Schwartz, time, yeah, Adam. Always. Uh, uh, he, Andy will say to him if his, 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 he says something not nice about Jews, and then and then. Uh, and Andy will answer him back, what? and of course Rick will say, "Oh, you the anti-Semite? You're always talking. He's very anti-Semitic. Yeah. He may not show." Well, I'm going to write. I'm going to mark that down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take it up with our Tittleboom over to uh, Jewish, no, I, the Jewish the Jewish I'm serious. He is. Yeah. He really is. And he's uh, he's he, he's got to get the gab out. Because we got, already got Steve King on here. We don't need any more anti-Semitic remarks on here in this time. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. He sure, sure wasn't uh, anything to brag about. That's, yeah, sure. that's, that's why we want Mike Ranieri, a nice Jewish boy, to be on mornings on this show. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you the truth. I could swear on anything. I believe you. I, I believe he you. He really is. If you look up the phrase for Bishop Nagoya in the dictionary, you see you Rick see, Riley's you push see, his, to it. His, and his face, too. Because yes. it's the Jews, he's in Facebook. That's how they are. The it's Jewish Savings Bowl. Okay, well, listen. Tiger's unhappy for him. Get out of here. There's your audience, Rick. Oh! We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward. Oh, it's my audience. 1 in Broward, 5670560 oh, and Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 
Is Mike Ranieri going to be doing mornings on this station? No. Is Rick Riley going to be doing mornings on this station? No. Are we searching desperately for a replacement? Yes. Here's a mobile in the alley. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Great. I'm just uh, arriving over here to Dade County. Scary. I'm glad I don't live here no more. I got a question for you. Hey, nobody's alive in Dade anymore. Not after the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I hear about that. Uh, I guess they have some problems going on. Well. I, think, I think they bust all those uh, Jeb Bush people for that big rally over the weekend. They bust them all in from the sawgrass. Well, I got a, I got a, a complaint, but it's not toward you. Yeah. It's your buddy on the West Coast at Lasseter. Oh, have a great day, pal. Boring. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? One-dimensional, and I'm living up to my New Year's resolution, like the guy with a scalp and the ticket, and this guy, as soon as you mentioned Bob Lasseter, mm-hmm. goodbye. Not interested. He's not on the ear here. It's like the Ranieri thing. And make my point, as much of a nice guy as he was in his own bizarre uh, antisocial way, never stole a freight train or a caboose. The fact is, Tom Jekyll wastes like 90% of a whole column here about him today. Does anybody really care about Mike Ranieri in this market anymore? No. No. That's the point. And certainly Bob Lasseter, who was on here for about 10 minutes, it was a big blob of fat, boorish piece of turd. Does anybody even begin? Do they even know who he is? No. Much less care. God. You folks, I hate to break the news to you, okay? This is where it's at. It isn't much, but this is the metropolis in this state, as much of a laughing matter as that may be. This is the major metropolis in this peninsula that hangs down from the rest of the country. The rest of it, man, forget it. You poor bastards over there in Fort Myers, you have my condolences, okay? I understand you're, like, locked in there and they won't let you out. I understand the way it works. You're, like, on the day release or whatever the hell that thing is, and they got those chains locked to your ankles. And this guy in Tampa and St. Pete and uh, Clearwater and Orlando, I mean, this state from, it's horrendous in, uh, here. But the rest of the state is, is a joke. They don't, they don't even pick their nose. Oh, by the way, uh, Aaron Vergel. I love Aaron Vergel, okay? I don't care if he's Wayne's cousin, what he is. He sings the national anthem at the Car Rantienta Center, and I like Aaron Vergel. He does a great job. Got a great voice. Never stole a caboose. But, Aaron, you know, they show you at a very unflattering angle on the big scoreboard when you're singing the Star Spangled Banner, and Aaron had a big booger in his, yeah, what? No, at the Carolina game, before the game, he had a big hanger there in his left nostril. Aaron, I, I'm just suggesting this before the Leafs game a week from Wednesday. You might want to, when in doubt, clean it out, okay? Check the nostrils before, because they show him from underneath. You know, everybody looks kind of like Petunia Pig when you look at him like, like under the nose. So they have this real unflattering angle. Not that he's uh, that good, you know, to begin with. There's not, not too much you can do. He's fat and he's a big old guy. But he's a great, uh, he does a good job. So when in doubt, ooh, geez, blow him out. I just snotted all over myself. Look at that. Well, I thought maybe there was a solid one in there, okay? Who doesn't like to, no, seriously, when you got, like, bad flu? And I'm the only one who's going to tell you this because everybody else thinks it's gross. There's nothing like putting your hand over one nostril. Now, of course, you want to make sure where it goes. You want to keep track because there's nothing worse than it winds up on your arm and you don't know it. And then you're walking around and people are like looking at, oh, geez, I got a big glob of uh, snot there on my arm. I'm talking about solid like a chunk. Everybody likes getting rid of those goddamn chunks. Oh, listen to that. You notice how clean my, clear my nostrils are? What? Okay, let's try the other one. Oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> not as clear. Damn it. Oh, no. God. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, well, <laughs> like I said, Aaron, good luck to you. You'll need it. Oh. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Hey, uh, belated happy anniversary and happy new year. Thank you. you so much. Just wanted to tell you. Feliz año nuevo. Sorry? I said uh, whatever they whatever those spooks say. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to tell you, you don't have the market cornered on assholes in the arena. With, yeah. Uh, with the kids. We're in uh, 102, right at the next to the tunnel, the last two seats at the right. top of the tunnel. Right. The row behind us, the first full row over the tunnel, mm -hmm. first four seats, it's always two parents and two, like, five- and three-year-old kids Yeah. the whole time. Kimmy, don't do this. Kimmy, do that. Oh. Kimmy, don't do this. Kicking oh. our seats the whole time. Uh, about ten minutes in, my wife turned around, politely asked the lady, as sweet as she could be, please don't let her do that. The lady looked at her like she'd asked her to jump onto the ice. Yeah, you, you see, these people with their little punky kids... They think it's cute. They think that all the rest of us are supposed to be sitting there, oh, isn't that cute? But you know something? After the first 500 minutes of it, it gets a little bit ponderous. Yeah, Especially when you're trying to look through them and enjoy whatever the hell might be going out there that somebody paid for a ticket for you to see. Yeah, and I can't figure out. There's four seats, which are season ticket, what, 57 bucks a piece? Right. Who has that kind of money to buy tickets for three- and five-year-old kids? And they're there. The woman was so pissed Now, wait, off. wait. Are you saying that they have their own seats? Yeah, four seats. See, because Unless there are other people they share them with. I share the tickets. I'm not there at every game. Yeah, but see, the people in my thing, their kids are under whatever the limit is. They're, they're little kids, little tiny kids. And as a result, they don't have, they didn't buy them seats. They, they bring them in and they sit them on their lap and they hold them up in the air and they keep, you know, adjusting and holding them higher in the air, like right in front of my face. So you can't see if, if your life depended on it, you can't see what's going on in the ice. Now, with these guys, the I mean, the, these people think it's funny. They think I'm kidding. They think it's amusing. I'm not kidding. It's not funny. It's not amusing. And I'm not going to tolerate it one more goddamn time. Yep. I'm going to have your asses kicked out of there. That's all. And that's what we try to tell them. The people next to them is a couple that bring. I, I was wondering how they got the kid in. So it's an age limit because the next couple over have a kid, which they hold up. But at least they're behind us. Yeah. And the whole time. So this woman's solution was. Swap seats with the kid, so instead of the kid being behind my wife, she's behind my chair and kicking my chair. Oh, yeah, kicking in the back of yeah, that that's yeah. always pleasant. And yeah. the whole time, mm -hmm. and so they finally left in the third period, and some warrior pals came down from the nosebleed. They were talking. Uh, they must have been about 21. One of them had a beer. There were like five of them. Yeah. They're sitting there yelling and screaming. The game's over. And they're just waiting until Morrell walks off the ice. And they're going, great game, great game. This is the Penguins game. I mean, if that was a great, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Nice penalty there, Pete. That's your turn to yeah. game around. And, and they're screaming at it, great yeah. game, nice game. And I wanted to say, yeah, Pete, nice game. It's going to Haven. But uh, I, an I, asshole. I couldn't yeah. believe it. These, these were all of your favorite people came and descended on us. And some of them moved over from the old arena. Yeah. We had uh, one of the septic kids behind us the whole time kicking and kicking the same thing. My wife asked them nicely, and their response was, well, this was halfway through the second period. She's been doing it the whole game. What's the problem now? Yeah, well, yeah. why did you wait till and now if it's bothering you so much? It's like a statute of limitations. Yeah. If I don't say it right away, if I try to be polite and hope to stop, and the guy wants to fight me. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get Joe Rose's brother-in-law in there for the next game, and uh, we'll take care of both sections, okay? We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line, 141 at QAM. It's just these guys, Nick and Suds and whatever the heck it is, and the people that call in, they're just like them, like that they were on the, uh, what do you call it, the weeds, and they're high, and they're, I mean, it's terrible. 
Today, we take our microphones to a nearby college campus where we're doing some anonymous testimonials. Do your feet smell? Yeah. I mean, do they really reek? Yeah. I'm talking, are they the smelliest thing in your entire house, including your just-used bathroom toilet after a big bean burrito dinner? Yes. So it's safe to say that your feet smell so bad, you could even use two-year-old rotten cheese as a foot deodorant. You're really starting to piss me off here, buddy. Well, don't get mad. Not just yet, because Dr. Schmo has developed something new for disgustingly grotesque people just like you. Hey, screw you, pal. Excuse me, ma'am. Do your feet smell worse than the inside of your butt crack after you've been... Bastard. The new foot product from Dr. Schmo. You know you need it, even if you refuse to admit that you're a smelly, disgusting embarrassment of a person to be around with the sex appeal of a... Ow. Sorry. Okay, you're welcome. 145 at 560 WQM. Here's a great fact. Did you read this from the Grove? Yes, it says there's a lot of us fags here in Coconut Grove, Neil, but at least we look pretty damn good, and we don't have to buy... Like you. Why don't you just fess up and admit that you're John's sugar daddy, you fat old queen? <laughs> oh, my God. That is, this is one of the most amusing and humorous, and I have no life kind of factions that I've ever read in my life. First of all, I don't buy. <laughs> second of all, John isn't my or anybody else's sugar daddy. But if that's, uh, you know, if you're writing a little book like the guy with a fag bag, be uh, my guest. See, that's, that's a good cover-up and excuse for the fact, because obviously this is somebody who listens for the fact that in the Grove we had the big. Oh! Not the kind they're thinking about either. No support in the Grove, even though it's for Center One. 155,000, almost 156,000 this year oh! without the help of those silly posing queens in the Grove. Here's another fact that says, Hi, Neil, I'm back in school. Don't have a chance to listen very much or call in. Thanks for keeping me laughing during the holidays. In response to your Rick and Suds poll, I would mother, mother much rather listen to Rick talk about computers than the stock market, although both topics make me turn off the radio because they're both as boring as hell. Yes. I just want Rick and Suds to be goofy, make me laugh. Nobody cares about the other boring stuff center. There you go. So he says he wants Suds to be funny and goofy, and Rick just to sit there and dummy up a little bit and take the money. Huh? That's the way we like the show. And by the way, I noticed Boca Brian is here. He does look a lot like Tom Zicker. Yes. Better hairdo, though. Here's the Oakland Park. Hello. Afternoon, Neil. Happy yep. New Year. And back to you. Hey, uh, on that Rick and Suds, they, they put that ante up to five grand. I'll jump on that thing. Okay. Is that five grand per person? Mm-hmm. All right. That lady that called earlier, was, she, was that for real? Yes. She was hyped. Listen, on the hockey now, I take my kids to the game, and they stand up. Everybody has a good time. I don't know what the big problem is here. How old are your kids? i got one uh, four and one uh, seven. And what, what do you mean they stand up, and what is the well, problem? they're jumping right? around. They're having a good time. They're, you know, they're into those. They don't know what the hell's going on, but they're there. They're having a good time. So, no, are, are, there, are there people who sit behind you? Yeah, and they get pissed off. Uh, they have to deal with it. It's part of life. Oh, is it really? Yeah. In other words, the other people that sit behind you that pay their tickets to go see the game, if they have to watch your little kids' antics, then uh, tough crap is what you're saying, huh? Oh, well, you know, you got to deal with it. No, you but don't have to. No, you don't. No, you don't have forward. to deal with it, sir. You don't have to deal with it if you're dealing with considerate people. But when you're dealing with inconsiderate people like you, then yes, you force people to deal with it, and people get pissed off right. and tired of it. Put the bridge tender on it. Yeah, down. put the, put it up your ass, okay? Put the bridge tender on my ass. Oh, he said he always on his ass is what he said. Rectum. Yeah, yeah. Open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, they just have to put up with it, okay? i got a lot of bratty, punky kids, and a few other people don't Welcome to Florida, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Oh! That's the definitive call, whether it's on the highway, whether it's at the Mac Arena, whether it's anywhere you go. Hey, we don't give a crap. Uh, that we're, you know, you'll just have to put up with it because this is Florida. Consideration and, uh, you know... Any, anything other than the rude way, we don't know from that here, do we? No. 
That was lovely. That was beautiful, okay? What did he say? He's a what? He said... He's an asshole. That's what I thought he said. Here's Hollywood. Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, they're surrounded by these jerks, these yeah. people. Listen, he's probably the guy, because I went to the hockey game uh, to see the uh, game not too long ago, the last one that we just had here. The Penguins? Yeah, yeah the Penguins. So. Uh -huh. And... Uh, I'm there, and I'm in the upper deck, and it's not the kids, it's the adults. It must have been this guy, because every period at the end, just before the minute was up, you know, for the period to be over, and the announcer would say one minute. Right. Right before that, they'd yell out, the adult and the two, a lady and a guy, and had a kid, they'd yell out, hey, how much time's left in the period? And then he would say it, and they would go, thank you. And they oh, were joking around, God. they had their kids. Oh. Dancing up around, I had a girl in What front a of me. bunch of boring, sad, tragic people. people. Oh, man. You know what I said to that, my That's friend. like, hey, ref, you suck. Yeah, like, like that one game, I think it was the Islander game, we pull a guy down. It could have been a penalty shot. A very clear, we got lucky, only called a two minute hooking penalty on the Panthers. It's so obvious that even a blind man could have seen it. And what's the response from the crowd? Hey, ref, you suck. One dimensional, sad bunch, baby. A sad bunch. Listen, it's, it's, it's very Bush League. I, you know, I, I went to a game, one, a couple games in the old, in the Miami Arena. And yeah. I went to, this is the first time I went to this one. And man, I said, this isn't, this is Neil's, right? I, mean, the, the ambiance, I thought you were overdoing it. No, a little I'm, bit, I'm telling you exactly the way it is. Myself, I saw it for myself, and I go, man, this is like the Ringling Brothers Circus came early, you know? The atmosphere in the old joint, even though there were still some of the same problems, but nevertheless, it was a hundred times better than it is in this new uh, White Elephant. Wow, it's a nice arena, but it's like a big babysitting ring, I think. Right, right there. there you go. Now we're kicking <laughs> Wayne's in the uh, kid business. All right, Neil, thanks. Have a great uh, day. You too, buddy. Okay. Yeah, Wayne's in the baby business, okay? Just bring all your little bratty kids and buy them a lot of food, and Wayne will have a big smile on his puss, because as far as the rest of it, he don't care anymore. He just wants your goddamn money. Well, you already knew that? 150, 10 minutes till 2 at 560 WQM. The year-end scores are in from the people who are the real experts, the real mavens on cigars, the publishers of Cigar Aficionado, who publish their Cigar Insider. And every year at the end of the year, they come up with a listing of the best cigars, not just in the country, but the best cigars in the world, in the universe. And this year, the only company, the only cigar manufacturer that came up with five on that list, Nick Cigars, right down here in Miami. Nice going there, Nick. Oh, and Mike oh, and Nick Sr. Oh. and all you other maniacs down there. That's right. Which means that Nick scored as well, if not better, than some of the most expensive and best-known names in the world, like Cohiba and Monte Cristo and Opus X and La Gloria Cubana and lots of others on this list that I'm sure you'd recognize right away. But guess what? The good news is that at a fraction of the price you'd pay for those, you get a fantastic, great cigar from our friends at Nick's because they're the manufacturer. They pass on factory-direct pricing to you. And, of course, when you go down to Nick's, they'll show you a little guided tour of the whole operation, and then you'll really understand all the work and love and care that goes into making each and every one of these great cigars, including their fantastic new Perdomo Reserve that also made that top 25 list. It is out of this world. Every uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, including tomorrow, you go down to Nick's, mention Neil Rogers sent you. You get 10% discount off, off everything you buy, not just cigars, but humidors and all the other accessories, too. Nick's Cigar is 7111 West Flagler, one mile east of the Palmetto, or call them at 305 266 9907. Even the experts agree the best stuff in the world you can pop in your puss is waiting for you at Nick's Cigars. Stick something long yes, in your puss. Get your sticks at Nick's. This is 560 QAM. Okay, so Volker Bryan is here. He said Rick Riley sucks is what he said and also stole my briefcase and he's a religious fanatic and it's all a phony act. But nevertheless, you were listening? 
Yeah, as I asked, so he was listening. How do you like that? He said they suck, but he was listening. Oh, look at that. Thank you. He said that uh, Rick sucks. He didn't say Sud sucks. Okay, where are we going? Let's do uh, Miami. Hello? No. Yes, sir. Um, I love Rick and Sud, but I didn't hear him this morning. Well, you'll hear him tomorrow morning, sir. Oh, definitely. Oh, we're going to be knocking on your door to find no, out I why. I heard you mention it once, and I forgot. So. going to put them over the top. Happy Get them anniversary. Over Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. Happy porn. Um, any kid under 10, every time uh, Panthers score a goal, they get thrown onto the ice like the old rats used to. Sounds good. Okay. Um, did you ever notice how Buffalo Bill thing and the Dwarf Rabbit are like? Anybody mention that? Yeah, because it's the same uh, guys. It's the same it. people. Okay. Same show. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two money-hungry bitches. One doesn't care. Some guy's wearing a, a suit of body parts, and as long as she gets her 100 bucks. Right. The other one doesn't care that her rabbits will get killed. As long as they pay over 50 bucks. Right. I just thought I'd mention. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, thank you. Okay, very perspicacious. He's on top of it. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Great. I was at the game with you. I sit two rows in front of you. I knew that you were going to freak out. I just got in the car. Yeah. You're 100% right. I mean, four people, four kids, four chairs. That's eight people in four chairs. Right. In, in addition to which, they don't sit like in their own seats. They just no. pick and choose and move around. And if somebody departs for a little while, then the grandpa moves down there with one or two of the kids into the seat in the row in front of them. And then when the people come back, they're yeah, in the yeah. way. So now they have to get up and hold the kid up in the area. In the meantime, guess what? There's a game going on out there, totally oblivious. The rudest act I have ever seen in my life, bar none. Yeah. I mean, I went up to go to the restroom. I come back. He gives me the hairy eyeball. I thought he's not even in his own row. Yeah. But I oh, yeah, I know who this is.